Brent Martineau. You see him every day on CBS 47, Fox 30, Action Sports Jack. Austin Lane. He's a former Jack star and current MMA fighter. Broadcasting live from the Anna Jaron Levine Studio. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. Uncle Rico's in Jacksonville. <laughs> Gardner Minshew and Minshew Mania. Man, it's like Minshew fever. And Jalen Ramsey continues to be a story, although on Thursday, like today, which is Thursday, very quiet on the Jalen front. This news will go back to last night, of course, uh, when he flies back to Nashville to be uh, there for the birth of his second child. Uh, and, well, of course, sparked everybody's opinions <laughs> once again. What a week it's been. What a couple of weeks it's been in Jacksonville. And uh, interesting uh, from the semantics point of view, but from the player, workplace, uh, employee, workplace, you have so many different levels of things going on right now. And now the question is simply because of the birth of his child, will Jalen Ramsey play in the football game on Sunday? And I think Adam Schefter and others kind of hinted that he wouldn't play going all the way back to Sunday night into Monday uh, for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, I think the phrasing from Adam Schefter was it would be an upset if he played on Sunday. So I don't know if that was in reference to what was going on. I don't know if that was in reference to him being sick in the flu. I don't know if that was in reference to him being injured or if that was in reference to they're expecting a, a baby any day. And so that could be the case. Uh, one thing to bring up, and, and you have to note it, and uh, this just happened. I mean, wild that it just happened the last two weeks. Kyle Van Noy and James White missed consecutive games. Uh, not each of them, but in consecutive weeks. The New England Patriots players missed a game because of the birth of uh, their child. So uh, how you feel all about this now, and where does it go from here? I, I think we're still stuck in neutral on a lot of those kind of questions. Uh, will he play on Sunday? I would assume uh, since all the things have tracked toward not playing, uh, that would be my guess. But who knows? By Sunday, we'll see. He can certainly fly from Nashville to Denver, uh, if be the case. And I don't know how often he has to practice and be there uh, to feel good about playing, both from him and Doug Marone's perspective. Yeah. But right now, I think the Jaguars would have to think about Trey Herndon playing that other corner spot against the Denver Broncos on Sunday when they kick off at 425 on CBS 47. Yeah, I mean, first of all, you know, uh, congrats to Jalen Ramsey for, for the baby or the baby that's on this way. You know, it's always a cool thing uh, when you become a father. I mean, I, I understand he already has a child, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, right? Yeah, but it's, it's always like cool, a man. over a year old, a year yeah. and a half, maybe. But, it's uh, you know, it's always cool when you welcome a little one to the world. So, uh, you know, best of wishes to him and his family with that. Um, yeah, you know, as far as the Jaguars are concerned, you obviously have to practice like Jalen's not going to be there. And if for some reason why he does show up and he's going to play in Denver, then that's kind of like a bonus. You know, that's kind of the cherry on top. Um, but right now, I think if, if I'm the Jacksonville Jaguars, I'm just going about my business and I'm uh, playing the next guy in. So that's Trey Herndon. And I'm getting Trey Herndon ready uh, to play Sunday. Simple as that. Yeah. Uh, Brent Martin, Austin Lane here on a Thursday. Hope you're doing well. Beautiful, sunny Florida. Uh, it's going to be good weather, by the way, on Sunday afternoon in Denver. No snow. Keep your uh, snowboard at home, well, Austin Light. It's, it's right here in the studio. That's so right. We're all good. Right there. Yeah. Uh, you have to bring it to Wisconsin uh, <laughs> later on in yeah. a couple months. Uh, but anyway, we talk more about Jalen Ramsey as it does take another turn. And, and I think this one goes into some really interesting issues. Uh, Big Cat Country had an article out today, which I feel like you may have written. 
Me? Yeah. Did I you do something for Big Cat Country? No. You sure? Uh, no, I sure haven't. Are you sure? This, this wasn't <laughs> under like a ghostwriter uh, kind of thing? Yeah, maybe I'm ghostwriting a little bit, man. You <laughs> never know. No, hold up, hold up. This is the second time you've made a ghostwriter accusation about Austin. Brett's making yes, a lot of accusations, Yesterday it was man. about the Facebook thing. Yeah. Today it's about the, the, up, the, the cat stuff. You know, the guy's got burner accounts everywhere. I mean, hey, man, like if, if you want to talk about it, we can talk about it. <laughs> But uh, to be to be fair, no, I don't have enough time. You, yeah. you know, you know, I am. But I'm I'm barely on Twitter and Insta, like you know, social media as it is. So. Well, I know this. You're you're certainly not on email very often. Why you say that? Because you have forty two thousand unresponded oh, to. Dude, don't shortchange me, man. Forty three thousand two hundred. <laughs> Come on now, man. I kind of want to do this. Like I really want to go through your emails. Oh, do you? Maybe For you. You can check them out. And nothing of... from like a, like a probing kind of standpoint. <laughs> I just really would like to find one that you missed that said you won like $50,000. That's $50, like really important. Yeah. Or maybe oh, like one, a check one from in the you mail. or something like that. Well, nah, screw the one for me. Oh, no. But don't what worry. I'm saying is like the NFL forgot to cut you a check four oh, years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. here it is, Austin. We need your response in the next 30 days. <laughs> uh, 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 this is now three years old, this yeah. email. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that very well could be as well. Uh, all right. So Gardner Minshew, Uncle Rico spotted in Jack's Beach. Yeah. I, I guess they're doing a commercial for um, the NFL Network mm -hmm. coming up is the story. Hopefully and it's better than the Thursday night football one with the uh, Jags and Titans. You might have to rip this one open too, I, though. I very well may have to. Maybe this is a little response for them doing such a bad job with that where they, they feel bad and now they're trying to, you know, right the wrong, they basically. Might have, I think that thing went pretty wild when you said it and you yeah. ripped it, so they well, might have caught wind of that. so, Brent. You are a commercial critic. <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. Uh, so we'll talk more about Gardner Minshew about this Broncos game. Uh, I want to ask you something about Melvin Gordon a little outside of here. Melvin Gordon, it's interesting because back in August, you know, Yannick Ngakwe held out a camp. Mm -hmm. I think it was an 11-day holdout it ended up being, and Melvin Gordon was holding out, and some people thought, well, he could go all season long. How long will Yannick Ngakwe's holdout go? I, at the end of the day, what I really want to ask you about Melvin Gordon, the Chargers running back that now comes back to the facility today, misses a few games, depending on if they choose to find him and how many game checks he missed, it was a good amount of money. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, what did he gain is my point. So what did he win anything? Did he prove anything? Did he gain anything? Or did he just lose a lot of money in the last few weeks? Yeah, you know, I think we'll see. We don't know if he lost a lot of money yet, right? Because they might, the Chargers can make that he go lost away. Game checks. Real... not getting game checks. Oh, back. no, he's not getting the game checks. But I'm talking about, the, you know, the, the fines from whether it's the OTAs, the mandatory mini camps, or training camp. One would think that might be you know swiped underneath the rug a little bit because let's be honest, there's I think eventually going forward they're going to try to sign him to a new deal. So with that being said, I think he's okay. But yes, he did miss out on the game check, so uh, he lost that. The biggest question that I think you have to ask yourself here is what do you do with Austin Eckler now? And now, listen, I'm a little biased because he's on my fantasy team. <laughs> is he but, like third amongst running backs in well, fantasy? Uh, well, yeah, he's third in fantasy. But Brent, he the reason why the Chargers have lost games it's not because of him. And if you're the you know if you're the the Chargers right now, what kind of message are you sending where a guy who's been there for OTAs, guy has been there for training camp? Who's played very, very well, you know, who the, who the locker room seems to enjoy uh, playing with. Well, what kind of message do you send to him if all of a sudden Melvin Gordon just comes out of nowhere and takes all, all his reps? Like, I think what you could see going forward now is maybe like Echo gets half the reps and Gordon gets half the reps, at least for the first couple weeks, right? Because we don't know what kind of shape Melvin Gordon's in. We don't know, um, you know, if he's game ready even yet. So that's kind of a story to keep an eye on, too, because. Those decisions right there, Brent, if Melvin Gordon comes in and takes all the reps right away, 
You can lose a locker room that way as well. Yeah, you certainly can, I think, although they look pretty happy to have him back. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's for sure. So Melvin Gordon's back with the Chargers. More on the holdout kind of thing. I'm just interested to see what you can win. Like, maybe we take a closer look at Le'Veon Bell. Sure. You know, obviously you got a lot of money out of the deal, mm-hmm. but is he just on a bad team or is he not, not playing well? Not winning a lot of well ball games. Or, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's not doing much. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and so where do you go from here after a holdout? Sometimes these situations work, sometimes they don't. And obviously it hits close to home because we're on, you know, day number 10, I think it is, of the Ramsey trade watch, mm-hmm. if, if anything goes on there, which all has quieted on the trade front a lot because of what else has transpired this week. There's just been news of the day almost every single day on Jalen Ramsey. Uh, and the latest one that he's in Nashville uh, for the birth of his second child and not sure if we'll see him on Sunday in the football game for the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're going to talk about that when we come back. How much do we, meaning kind of the media in a way, have uh, how much of a responsibility from a media standpoint and maybe even from an organizational standpoint is to separate the two weeks? You know, the one week where... It's an outburst on the sideline, and it's a trade yeah. request. Mm-hmm. That's a story. And then this week's stories, which we all want to put together. You know, everybody wants to put I woke up Monday morning wanting to put it together. I'm not going to lie. Sure. Like, okay, this is the next stage of this. This is the next step of this. He's sick. This is a good way to say I'm not going to practice. Well, then you do a little work on it, research on it, you find out, oh, he really is sick. Yeah. And so how much can you separate it? Should we separate it? Or... Are we allowed to kind of peek behind and see and and say, wait a minute here, is this all on the up and up? But let's yeah. talk about that when we come back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. And by the way, tonight, Jaguars All Access, Mellow Mushroom and Avondale will have Josh Allen along with Calais Campbell. That's like five sacks worth of Saxonville <laughs> last week, you know. So, uh Look out. Glad I'm not a quarterback on the show tonight. Yes, sir. Uh, you can catch it on Fox 30 at 7 o'clock, but also come on out to Mellow Mushroom in Avondale. I think we'll have a nice crowd out there uh, to meet uh, Calais, if you haven't met him yet, and also Josh Allen, the fantastic rookie out of Kentucky. But Ramsey talk right after this. What does this week mean versus last week and where it goes from here? Jalen Ramsey, day 10 of Trade Watch, next. <laughs> I think we're going to give away some Guns N' Roses tickets today. Score 15, that's coming up. So uh, we will have that. No checking of the golf scorecard today. Did not play. So uh, that will not be the uh, caller number. Hey, how's Ronan doing, man? Did he go to school today? Sure didn't. Still sick. And now my wife's getting sick, too. What so the it's, well, uh, Keep it away from here, man. Well, hey, keep hey, it away. Who are you telling? Like, the, the, the Lane residence is quarantined. Uh, ground zero right now, basically, where I stay in my room, they stay in the living room, and I take care of business in my room, and everything so, I got to do is in my room. So, like, he flat out has the flu. In our room. Like, yeah, it's oh, got to yeah, be the yeah. flu, right? No, for sure. I mean, that's yeah. four days. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's, this, this isn't I don't wanna, made up, Brent. Yeah, I don't want right? to be calling him out now for, no, for man, being like, soft or anything like that. Having a fever in the middle of the night, you yeah. know, crying and stuff, yeah, that's, uh, that's the real deal. I was going to say, I mean, he's only... Like four and a half or something. Yeah, right? he's pretty young. Uh, has any back issues yet? So we're good on that <laughs> end. But no, man, the dude's legitimately sick. And um, from what I read on Twitter, Kylie Jenner's sick too. So our thoughts and prayers go out to the Jenner family, uh, and she's dealing with with her flu symptoms as well. I tell you what, though, because he's missing what? What is it? Firefighter? Oh, dude, yeah, it's like firefighter uh, month there at at the school. I mean, we're gonna have to have our own little day in here for Rona, man. I we know. invite him in for the show. We're we're going. We're gonna bring firemen in. Yeah, we're gonna do. How about we go do the show from like a fire station now we're talking because then we bring well, rona yeah because like he has a helmet so the, the game the helmet the 
gave him the badge, and he could have wore it, you know, this week during, you know, for class this week. And, uh, yeah, he's missing out, man. But uh, watch a lot of Ben 10, almost uh, a little bit too much Ben 10. Are you familiar with Ben 10? <laughs> no, I've heard of it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say about it. Well, I really hope Ronan feels better, man. Yeah, that's, I'll be sure to pass that on. You know, it's even worse. To, I always hate when you're sick and it's like 90 out. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know a little guy probably doesn't matter to him, but, like, mm. you know, I, I'm from the north, so... Yeah, if you get sick and it's like 30 degrees out, it kind of comes with the territory. Makes sense, right? right? Feels it, about right. You kind of yeah. feel like that's why you got sick, like yeah. you use it as an excuse. Sure. But when you're sick and like, and you get that summer cold or it's yeah. like warm still, it's like, it doesn't feel right. Like, yeah. I'm not supposed to be sick right yep. now. And it's harder to have chicken noodle soup because yeah. it's hot. <laughs> cold, cold chicken noodle soup, maybe? Yeah. I hear you. It's a good point. Uh, all right. Let's go back to the Jalen Ramsey talk. Speaking of a guy that was sick. Now, let's preface this with... In my opinion, there is one thing, whether it's you and the radio station, me, the TV station, Jalen sure. Ramsey, the Jaguars organization, there are probably about four things. I might be missing some things, mm-hmm. but that you cannot question when somebody says, hey, I can't make it to work today. One, being sick. Yeah. Two, being injured. Mm-hmm. Three, having a baby. Four, you have to go to a, a funeral or somebody passes or someone like that, something like that like in a, a family, family emergency yeah, family situation. Emergency, yeah. So, I mean, I might even be missing more. But those things that go, yeah. they don't get questioned. They don't get. But here we are. Well, they, they shouldn't be questioned. <laughs> should, but here yeah. we are, right, in the Jalen Ramsey situation. And everybody is. Well, well not everybody. <laughs> not everybody. And but, it's, it's not here we are. I, I'm not doing it. Well, I'm just saying here we are <laughs> yeah. in general no, as the uh, the young and the Ramsey. Yes. Uh, two weeks so Chronicles, proper continues. Yes, yes. And, and people are questioning, you know, and <laughs> yeah. they are questioning. I, I, know, I know. I've seen that. There I've are seen some people folks questioning. that are questioning. So yeah. uh, how unfair is that, in your opinion, as a former player? Listen, like, I get if you question even the injuries, all right? Yeah, a, a little too convenient, right? And I get it if you want to question his illness. You know, that's that's your that's your entitlement. That that's your right to do that. But it's another thing where you question someone and his family. I think the the family is where I, I cross the line personally. Um, as as a football player, I could tell a lot of guys in the locker room. You know, I mean, it's um, I think uh, on the hierarchy of principles, it, it goes family, friends, and football. You know, and, and maybe some guys got faith up there as well. But um, when you put out, you know, like, well, is this all a ploy? Is this all an act? Um, is his wife really pregnant? The fact that it even enters your mind, uh, it's not good for my it, it, it's not good for my opinion. Now you can do it. You can type whatever you want to type, and you can question whatever you want to question. Let's say you're you can do whatever you want to do. But I'm just saying, from where I'm sitting and being in that locker room, anytime you question someone's family like that, man. Uh, you better be able to handle the consequences that come your way because I think for the most part people would agree with me where you never really question someone's family. Well, let's be honest. I mean, it was quite, it was put in a tweet yes last night um, by Gene Fournette from Florida oh, Times Union, and, 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 and I got tagged in. I'm like, what do you think about this? I was like, eh. yeah. And Tony uh, yeah. Khan from the Jaguars uh, really went after Gene, and, and yeah. it's created quite a stir. And there's some back and forth. I think even pro football talk is, is kind of in the conversation now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't even really see exactly what they said, but it sounded like a little bit defending uh, Gene in his tweet. And I, honestly, listen, I know we know Gene Fournette very oh, well. Oh, yeah, Gene's yeah. Gene's a good guy. I don't yeah. think he's meaning any ill will about it. It's more just the next day of the story type of thing. And there is that element of it. 
there is the element of we are now on like it's Jalen Ramsey watch like day in, day out, you know, uh, and it happens sometimes in sports, right? Mm-hmm. It, fair or unfair, it just happens, whatever the circumstance, you know, whatever, whether it's family related or not family related. It's kind of the way we live. You know, it's a social media way, but it's also the when you're a star, you're under the microscope. I mean, TMZ does this with everybody that Whoa. walks the earth. And I think the NBA kind of lives in that bubble more often than not a LeBron James type or yeah. or other folks. Sure. Again, it doesn't always make it right. I'm just saying no. they live in that bubble where everything is looked at, uh, talked about, criticized or accepted. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad we're having this conversation because... It begs the question, right? Do we talk too much about Jalen Ramsey? Is all this Jalen Ramsey hoopla a little unwarranted? You know, I mean, should it be the the front page of ESPN every single day? Should every, you know, major uh, sports anchor be talking about that to lead off their show? And here's my two cents about it. I get this sense, and granted, Brent, I'm 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 new to this whole game, right? I'm I'm new to the whole sports media uh, team. I'm I'm new to covering the Jacksonville Jaguars. All I have to go off of is what I've seen, you know, just being a casual observer when I've been in Jacksonville. This is my first year covering the Jaguars. Would I be out of line to say that Jalen Ramsey has rubbed a lot of people the wrong way um, in sports media? Um. I, well, I guess and, no. And, okay. No, I mean, it's uh, well, the, rub the wrong way, Carrick. I mean, he's had, there have been instances probably with almost everybody that covers the Jaguars. Exactly. You know, and uh, that, that this is, some people be like, okay, really, dude? Or yeah. some people be like, that's awesome. Or, you know what I mean? No, I, I hear you. So you, I, you I guess know, from that standpoint, yes. And, and then this is based off of, like, listen, and, and I'm a huge Ryan O'Halloran fan. I love the dude. But you remember two weeks ago when he was like, Jalen Ramsey's not a good person, and he doesn't treat people with respect and all that stuff. And listen, Brian O'Hallen could be 100% correct. I, I don't know Jalen Ramsey on that basis. I've never interviewed Jalen Ramsey. So I can't say what kind of person he is to work with. You know, All I go off of is what I hear uh, people say about him. So I think that we have an example here where a lot of people may not be the biggest Jalen Ramsey fan. Now, that's more maybe local media. Um, I'm not sure how the national media feels about him. I'm not sure, you know, like how Peter King feels about him. You, you, you can tell when Peter King did the interview with Jalen Ramsey, it was kind of awkward, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. You, know, you kind of get the feeling that Jalen Ramsey didn't want to be there. He wasn't getting the best yeah. of. Yeah. So my point is, is that sometimes I think that, you know, as a whole – the sports media, they bring emotion into it, right? Mm-hmm. They, they bring emotion oh, because... Oh, that's a fact. Okay. Oh, that's well, a fact. Well, thank you for coming along with me then. So I think like, you know, when people be emo- like they act emotional, sometimes they don't act critical. Uh, for instance, I think talking about someone's family, you know, questioning whether Jalen Ramsey's going to have a baby or not, that's an emotional statement. And I feel like in our line of work, you can't have that. Now, listen, I'm in no, I'm not telling anybody how to do their job. I'm the last person to do that, Brent, because I'm new to this game. Dude, I'm, I'm like the new kid in school. I'm like the rookie on the force. Uh, I have no jurisdiction. I'm not trying to tell anybody how to do anything. But I think when you start to become emotional with things, that's when they get out of line. And, and my point is this. Yes, Jalen Ramsey is a big figure, and he's a big um, star player. He's the best player on the Jacksonville Jaguars. And you turn on ESPN, and all you see is Jalen Ramsey does this. Jalen Ramsey does that. But my question to you, Brent, is, and Ryan O'Hallon can touch this a little bit too, where some people think that the cornerback position is not that big of a position. Okay, very cool. Let's go to the left tackle position, which is said to be one of the most important positions in all of football. 
There's a guy by the name of Trent Williams right now in Washington. He's a former All-Pro. He was a pro bowler last year, one of the best left tackles in the game. I would probably put him top five right now um, of best left tackles or tackles in general in football. And nobody is talking about what's going on with Trent Williams. Is it because maybe he's more of a low-key guy? Is it because he doesn't come to work in a Brinks truck? Is it because maybe the team's not really acknowledging him like the Jaguars are acknowledging Jalen Ramsey? Whatever the reason is, no one's talking about Trent Williams. And do you know what's going on with this whole Trent Williams thing? Have you read some of this stuff? It's absolutely insane, man. So this whole, this whole Trent Williams thing started because he had a growth on his head. And he wanted to get it checked out, and the team said, wait till after the season. Well, he, he disregarded the team's advice, gets it checked out, and it was precancerous, uh, a serious subject. So that pissed him off, and he said, you know what? I don't want to be Washington Redskins anymore. He goes on a tirade, basically, and says that he wants the entire training staff fired from the Washington Redskins. Um, he gets the growth you know, removed, and everything's fine with that end. But then some new reports come out and say, that Trent Williams was told to go see a specialist years ago and chose not to do that. So they're going back and forth right now. And there's a lot more to this story, which is interesting. I read oh, yeah. today. Anytime yeah. you go to the medical side, you're going to well, get yeah. deep into it. And then this is guy that, that wanted to run the whole training staff out of, out of town. But we don't hear about this stuff, Brent. We're yeah. talking about Jalen Ramsey. So my question is, is this more of just coming from emotion where maybe we, we, we kind of want to see a guy fail because we don't like him? Or does this come from just him being such a superstar, because Trent Williams is a superstar too, man, and no one's talking about Trent Williams, even during the Monday Night Football broadcast. They might have brought him up two or three times. How many times are we going to hear about Jalen Ramsey this Sunday if he's not playing? Yeah, but Trent Richardson's not nearly the superstar. Trent, Trent, I'm sorry, Williams. Trent yeah, Williams yeah, yeah, is yeah. not nearly the superstar appeal of Jalen Ramsey. By position well, only, by character only, he doesn't have a lot of out... He doesn't say a lot of things. He doesn't do yeah. GQ magazine articles. Mm-hmm. He doesn't... You know, so... I just don't think they're on the same level in terms of star athlete. But, I mean, I understand your point from being star players and yeah. good, really good players. And let me be honest with you. I, does emotion come into play for some? Yes, it does. been in the business long enough to know. It's two yeah. decades worth. There's some You draw conclusions in, in a 10-minute interview a lot of times. Sure. I already said, I always go back to this where I was the most guilty of it. I said, I would not pick Joey Bosa. I interviewed him for five <laughs> minutes or the day before the draft. I was like, oh, my gosh, I hope the Jags don't pick <laughs> Well, yeah. how did that work out? No, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. it just was like a bad vibe I got from him. Uh, and not, by the way, not like a bad – it just was like, I don't think this is going to be a good fit type yeah. of thing. You know, yeah. nothing really is too specific. I'm just telling you that's what was my first, like, thought, my first impression. It's five minutes. Like, that's what we do. We take five-minute interviews, and we draw these impressions. Well, mm-hmm. that's what we do in society now, right? We take one instance, yeah. and whether you were good or bad in that instance, and we ride with it. Mm-hmm. And, we, and, and that becomes the narrative, right or wrong. And so – I think there is that element, but I also think selfishly, if you're talking about the media, I think nine out of ten people, whether they don't agree with everything Jalen Ramsey does here in Jacksonville from the media perspective or maybe have had a little instance here or there where you know he, he blew you off or, or said something to you you didn't like or hurt yeah. your feelings or hurt your ego or whatever it is, I also believe, at least from a selfish standpoint, like he is awesome for Jacksonville. He is gold for Jacksonville. Look at our show the last two weeks. Sure. Quite frankly, if I'm being honest, we have done record numbers the last two weeks. Yeah. You know why? Because we're talking about Jalen Ramsey a lot. Mm-hmm. And 
I don't. That's what I Whoa. love, Jalen Ramsey. And, I mean, and, I, I put my arms around Jalen Ramsey, and, and, and I'm not opposed <laughs> that whatsoever. We have to talk about Jalen Ramsey because he's the biggest story for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I was just more talking about like the, the whole national media yeah. attention with with the whole Trent Williams thing versus Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, that that is interesting. Yeah. I just think he's just a bigger star. I got you. Know? you. Yeah, I do think and, he's. And, and, you're you're and, probably correct. And, and I'll say this too: what are the agents feeding the national guys? Mm. And again, this isn't strictly, I don't want to discredit the national guys. And, and this is more of a compliment to them. They get a lot of information because they have great relationships with agents and football teams. Mm. But nine out of ten times, the information comes from the agents, especially in scenarios like this. Maybe Trent Williams' agent isn't talking that much. Sure. You know, maybe Jalen's is. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't know. But, you know, and, and that's what, that's the next part of this. It's going to take a break. When we come back, I want to tell you about the Big Cat Country article and see if you agree with the idea of it, the principle of it, mm-hmm. and get back to how much does this week have to do with the last week and everybody's perception yeah. and where we've gone with it. And uh, now continues to be a battle back and forth, whether you should question a guy leaving because he's going to see the birth of his child, his mm-hmm. second child, uh, which the answer to that is no. But how much of that is because of last week? And I also do feel like the national guys set a narrative for this week that we're missing out on. Interesting. And we're trying to take these as isolated incidents, yet they set the table on Sunday and Monday with something that I think opened the door for this to all be smushed together as one story. Okay. All right. I'll bring it up next on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. You see him every day on CBS 47, Fox 30, Action Sports Jack. Austin Lane. He's a former Jag star and current MMA fighter. Broadcasting live from the Anajar and Levine studio. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. Uncle Rico Gardner Minshew, you don't get it, huh? No, I get it, but... Anajar <laughs> and Levine studio. Whoa, whoa. Did we get that? All right. No, I understand what's going on with it. Um, it's just the fact that Uncle Rico was kind of a has-been, and I don't want Gardner Minshew to be a has-been. <laughs> That's the only thing I, I was saying, Brett. I can throw a football over the mountains. Yeah. There but, you I mean, go. But, but, but That's why he's here. That well, quote exactly. right there, I think, is why he's here, because they played Denver, Rocky yeah. Mountains. Well, there you go. And then, well, well obviously, the bandana and the well, mustache. Well, and just, like, cult heroes. I mean, there's, yeah. those are two of the biggest cult hero quarterbacks, right, uh, you know, in the past 20 years. So I get that point. I just don't want, you know, I don't want Gardner Minshew in five years to be living out his van, you know, t- you know, telling his nephews or whatever that how good he was for the Jacksonville Jaguars for a couple of years. <laughs> I, like I want him to still keep on playing. All right. I wanted to – I said the national guys, I thought, laid the narrative for this week for Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, you And did. I do want to get into the this week versus last week thing and a Big Cat Country article that was written today, maybe even by you. Uh, so, <laughs> Brent Martineau and former Jags player Austin Lane. A lot of accusations going on around here. Well, listen, Man. you think you're getting a lot. How do you think about Jalen? That's a good point. That's <laughs> a good point. The same thing. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, but Adam Schefter a few days ago says, hey, due to being sick, Jaguars cornerback Jalen Ramsey will not practice today, nor maybe this week at all, per sources. Mm-hmm. And it's so what he said is, uh, don't we all get day to day when we're sick? Like, like might not practice the entire week when you're sick on Monday and the game's on Sunday. Then it seemed like he kind of laid the groundwork for more to fuel to the fire, because actually in that same tweet, he said, Ramsey still wants to be traded. Jaguars want to keep him. Standoff continues. So the way again, these are guys that I'm not criticizing Schefter or not. I'm just saying these are the guys that do set the narratives. The the national folks, the guys that seemingly talk to a lot of the agents, they can set the narrative sometimes. And 
I think are often privy to the player side of things uh, uh, a lot more than some of us locally. I mean, you know, yeah. they just are. I mean, we don't have agents calling us and saying, hey, uh, here, put this well, on. You know, I mean, but, it just doesn't happen. Well, let's be fair. They have to be more privileged to the players because that's their end, right? Like, all of a sudden, if they start disrespecting the players, well, then the agents start cutting the ties and they go someplace else. Yeah. So from that standpoint, you have to kind of back the players. So I think it felt like on Monday – when everybody already is saying, oh, the next step of the standoff is calling in sick because they can't question that. They can't find him, anything like that. Well, <laughs> I, c- I can see the logic in people trying to say that. Heck, I might have done it. Heck, we had Bonnie Upright on. She said she even did it. So, therefore, she turned and said yeah. they, they sent an edible arrangement Emotion, Brent. So, emotion's a crazy thing, man. But, again, it's not like we haven't seen. St- we've seen crazy stuff in sports. I know, yeah. And not just in football, but in sports that kind of laid the groundwork. And I understand everything should be taken its own isolated incident, just not the way it happens. It's not reality. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of sitting here waiting, waiting, waiting. Is he going to get traded? What's going to happen? Is he going to show up for practice? Oh, wait, he's sick, and now he might not hear, be here for practice all week. Well, then it goes to the back, and then it goes to the birth of his child. And so they all get lumped together is my point. Yeah. But we kind of heard, the first thing we heard this week was, well, he might not practice all week long. Well, and to to quote that, too, and I forgot if it was Ian Rappaport or if it was Schefter, but I remember reading it would be an upset. If, That's uh, Schefter. If, if yeah, he plays Sunday. If he plays. Like, it would be an upset. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, Vegas has it, you know, like the underdog right now. And I don't know. It's just it's weird how he used that terminology in describing if Jalen would play or not. Well, that sounds like terminology that would come from a camp, you know, yeah. and come from being like, hey, uh, now – did Schefter know more like, hey, he might have a kid on the way and it could be more than just the sickness. There's all worlds colliding right now. Sure. So that's why it's an upset. But he didn't elaborate. He just said it's an. We do two things. We do three things. One, there's been a request and a standoff. Two, he's sick. And three, on Monday, even though we're six days away from a football game, football players who are really tough and try to get back for games no matter what's wrong with them, he might not play and it would be an upset if he does play. Yeah. So my point is they set the narrative. To everybody else to feel like, okay, something's up. This is this is what? This mm-hmm. is the Young and the Ramsey. Yeah. Soap opera that will continue all week long. So there you go to the separation of this week and last week. And the one thing I think you can be critical of with Ramsey, or if he doesn't like some of the backlash that he's getting this week for being one sick, two hurt, three now going to see his, his uh, uh, newborn be born. And by the way, every right to do it, you know, and, and any walk of life would be right to do it. You know who else was sick this week? Quincy Williams. Nobody yeah. said boo about it. Yeah. You know who else wasn't with the team yesterday for personal reasons? Dee Westbrook. Nobody said a thing about it. Yeah. And Nobody no raised questions. No one's really even talking about Miles Jack either. Come Miles back Jack, he's cleared uh, yeah. concussion protocol. He's, he's cleared. He's back now. But what I'm saying is two guys missed practice on a Wednesday and nobody said anything. Sick and personal reasons and nobody really questioned it at all. Of course. But the reason everybody's questioned Jalen, and this is what makes the situation a little bit different. Again, I'm not saying it's right, but it, it, if you're not admitting it, if you don't say it's different, is the fact that a week ago he asked to be traded. Yeah. That He set the table for this kind of conversation. Like, that part is on him. Mm-hmm. You know, again, it's, might, it's completely isolated, it appears. But it still is. He set the table of the last two weeks, whether you want to believe him, not believe him, buy in, not buy in, criticize, not criticize. He kind of set that table in motion last Sunday and Monday 
when he and his camp asked to be traded from the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, that's what makes it different than why aren't you questioning Quincy Williams? That Why aren't you questioning D.D. Westbrook? Why are you just looking at me for being sick, for being hurt, and now going to see my kid be born? I agree with you on that. He did set the precedent when it was announced that he requested a trade. But now if we take Jalen Ramsey at his word during that press conference, he didn't leak the trade information. And as he said, his aides, his agent didn't leak the trade information. Yeah. Now, you can go ahead and say, well, maybe the, it was a different team. Could have been the Titans, a little gamesmanship, or it could have been the Jaguars. We'll, the belief we'll, is we'll, it's we'll been maybe, a different team. Yeah, and we'll never know maybe the truth, Brent, and not at least until a while. So I get what you're saying there. Also, I mean, I think from Jalen Ramsey's camp, maybe it was a little naive to think that this stuff wouldn't leak out, especially in the world that we live in today. Absolutely. Where they knew if, it was going to get out. Yeah, so I, I get what you're saying there, but... Don't act like, you know, Jalen Ramsey stood in front of, you know, the team and said, I want to be traded. That's not how it went yeah, down. Yeah, you know, yeah. This this was behind closed doors and everything. And whatever happened, happened where somebody leaked that information. So Absolutely. That's, yeah. that's the way it worked. And because, listen, they started making calls and then the teams talk and yeah. that gets back to people. Yeah, well, that's simply how it happens. I, I mean, you get it's not hard to follow. Mm-hmm. And I believe Jalen. I believe that they didn't leak it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm now convinced that really the Jags didn't leak, leak it out, at least from uh, digging into that. A little bit. I do think it was probably other teams. I sure. mean, let's, oh, uh, that's what I believe. So and that's certainly a pro, I mean, could happen. That's logical. Uh, no doubt it could happen. So I guess the differentiation here is what we're trying to do. What everybody else is doing is putting this all together as one thing. Mm-hmm. And it's really at least at face value because really you you're not um, it you really don't have a right I don't even think we have a right to question whether Jalen Ramsey was sick is hurt or should be home with his kid or not yeah I mean I don't really think, I mean again if you were doing the same thing I wouldn't question it yeah and I really couldn't question it mm-hmm. if I if I work for a company and I tell my bosses the same thing I don't really think they can question it now unless sure. it becomes an habitual thing and you're always out and you know you're always hurt then there might be a different conversation but I just don't think it can be questioned in almost any line of work yet we all want to question it and lump it in with the trade request and that's probably unfair to Jalen. In fact, it's definitely unfair to Jalen to do well, that. But yeah. I'm just saying he kind of set that. Uh, it's pure irony, perhaps, but he set that in motion by requesting the trade. Listen, it's not fair to Jalen, and more importantly, it's not fair to the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? Because they have to answer for all these questions then, and they have to answer for all the, the distraction. And we, we've we've praised Doug Marone for being the guy that comes out and says, like, listen, uh, you know, I – I've got to focus on coaching a football team, and by all means, if you watch against the Tennessee Titans, he did a great job. If the Jaguars come out, play great in Denver, we can come back here on Monday and say, you know what, Doug Marone's doing a good job of, you know, don't you kind of keeping the distractions outside the locker room. Fantastic. But at the same time, if Doug Marone was to pull Bill Belichick, which he by all means could rightfully do if he wanted to, uh, I'll be honest, if I was a coach, I'd probably do it and be like, listen, I'm not going to answer any more Jalen questions. Um, it's not conducive to us winning. Uh, you know, you have to ask him, him or his camp, but I'm not answering any more questions. And if he was to do that, if Doug Marone was to do that, well, then everybody would start reporting like, oh, you know, D- D- Doug Marone's being, you know, an a-hole or stuff like mm-hmm. that. Just like people talk about Bill Belichick. At the end of the day, it's about wins and losses, you know, and that's the only thing that matters. I think that's the only thing Doug Marone cares about. So it's, yeah, I understand what you're saying, Brent. It's it's not fair for us to sit here and question, is he really sick or not? Um, it's not it's fair to question, is he going to have a baby or not? But to me, that's not fair, and I completely agree with you. Uh, 
but it's like I said, I think people feed off emotion and then people almost want to see uh, the drama unfold, especially with a guy who they may or may not be a big fan of in Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. And by the way, and a guy and again, I want to be fair on this side of it, a guy that kind of sparked the drama. He sparked yeah. the him and his camp sparked the drama. One with a sideline outburst immediately followed by a trade request. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's fact. That's not a judgment no. on, on them. And that that's is, something you that's have to report fact. on. I agree. And so that's what set this all in motion a couple of weeks ago. But I do think it's important to separate. All right, Big Cat Country. I, and I kind of just commented about it. And, and the, the se- to me, the separation is important in week one versus week two of this. Mm-hmm. And where it goes from here, then it will be a different storyline. Uh, if Jalen gets back for Sunday's game or if not different storyline but uh big cat country wrote this let me paint a picture for you i'm just going to read like the first two paragraphs all right you're one of the most valuable employees at your company so much so that every competitor is made known they love to hire you but your ceo micromanages you meddling in your day-to-day he's overriding your immediate supervisor who you like and respect (laughs) because he's done the job you're currently doing the ceo question mark he worked his way up the company ladder having sidestepped your job he's two generations removed from you and he just doesn't get it your boss has also gone so far as to tell you he's disappointed you're not showing up for work on holidays or weekends after all it's about the company right so obviously this is tom coffin doug marone this is jalen jalen ramsey being mentioned that last bit about the holidays was about the uh voluntary otas participation Uh, next paragraph what's worse is that your industry mandates that the worst companies get their pick of the top performing employees every year and you're contractually obligated to work there for up to six years at a salary that was negotiated poorly by someone other than you uh, and it goes on to say, but you stick it out and you try to do everything and now you blew up on the sideline. And even though you you, you kind of hug it out with the coach that you respect, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the boss man comes in and puts fuel on the fire. Uh, so comparing this situation, would you want out basically uh, if that was the scenario? And this is obviously in defense of Jalen Ramsey, his point of view. And I think it's an interesting picture to paint, a, paint, a picture that you've kind of painted to a degree. Yeah. Uh, you know, not necessarily in all those facts. I don't necessarily agree with all the comments made about the Coughlin part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get the picture being painted. And no, from yeah, a player was, empowerment yeah. standpoint, <laughs> sure. I think it brings a little bit of light onto saying, well, hey, this is what I feel. This yeah. is the way I feel. Yes, there's a structure in place. We're used to coaches or general managers, CEOs, coaches, uh, and players. But here's a player's point of view of it. I thought it was a pretty decent illustration, although I don't agree with every part of it. It's a pretty decent illustration. Yeah, man. I mean, you said, you know, paints the picture. Like when I was talking about your jobs, I was more like paint by numbers. It's pretty basic yeah, stuff. Yeah. I mean, they they went into like a like a Van Gogh or something, man. That's, a, <laughs> that's super in-depth, man. Props for that. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, and... Listen, it's like I talked about before. Like, I think that is a that's a great way to paint the picture. Now, while are people going to agree with that article or not? No, some don't. Some uh, haven't. Okay, I, yeah. I, I mean, some have. I was, and I was going to say, I, I'd probably say it's probably about fifty fifty, maybe sixty forty for Jalen's side because I feel like the people that read those articles, whether it's on Twitter or Facebook, wherever they post them, um, are more of the younger crowds. But you know, it's kind of the same thing over and over again, though, right? Where when you add more money to it, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's. It's hard to bring the NFL down to the basic everyday uh, job level, you know, and, and, and I've done it before, and this article does that as well. And some people can understand it, and some people have the imagination, and some people lack the imagination, and then they're just basically saying, you know what, these kids are entitled, spoiled, and all the, the all the verbs that I, I have said before I can't stand. And that that's the biggest thing. You know, it's... 
NFL players, they're on a pedestal. People tune in to watch them. It's one of the biggest sports in the world. It's the biggest sport in this country. It, it makes probably the most money of this country of any other sport. You know, it's a it's a billion dollar industry, and people you know grew up as kids idolizing these players. So I think like it is hard to bring guys down to that level. So for instance, you know when when Jalen Ramsey goes to be with his son. Uh, or I'm sorry, son or daughter. We don't know yet. The baby hasn't been born. But you know, when he when he's there for the birth, some people are gonna have a hard time understanding. Like, well, you know, when I was at work, uh, you know, at the paper mill or something like that, like, you know, I still had to show up for work. I couldn't just be there just waiting mm-hmm. uh, for the baby to show up. When the baby was there, yeah, I could go see him in the hospital, but I still had to go to work every single day. And I get that, man. Like, I I, I grew up with the, with that blue collar family, and I understand that. But at the same time, you know, I guess to try to defend Jalen a little bit here, and I'm not really defending Jalen, I'm just defending what's transpiring. Like, listen, when my son was born, I was lucky enough to be there in the hospital. Best moment of my life, best job I've ever had, best job I will ever have is being a father. And when I had to go to Chicago when he was two months old, one of the hardest things I ever had to do, and I'll be honest with you, it made it a lot easier to walk away from the game knowing at least, well, I had my son waiting for me back in Jacksonville as opposed to, well, I'm going to keep on trying to make this work. I know Seattle's kind of interested, so maybe I can go visit Seattle, get a workout, and maybe they'll, you know, sign me there. Like, I didn't want, I didn't think about that anymore. You know, like, it was bigger than football at that point, and then that was family and it's kind of the same thing with Jalen Ramsey now where is he going to be gone a couple days you know is the baby going to be in a couple days like whatever happens happens but I'm just saying I understand that yes you want to see Jalen Ramsey out there you want to see him lead the Jacksonville Jaguars to a victory but you have to understand too as fans that some things whether it's right or wrong are bigger than winning football games and family is definitely one of those things yeah and one that probably can't be shouldn't be questioned and so yeah exactly i think uh listen i think everybody works with somebody now that either calls in sick mm-hmm. and you're like really you couldn't battle through that right <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah right yeah, yeah or, you're right or they they have a kid uh i'm speaking of the male side of things here and yeah. now it, I, there are some workplaces that i think you can take up to 12 weeks off even uh uh if you're the dad cool right yeah yeah i'm pretty sure yeah and so maybe or maybe it's for it's like when i when we had the twins i think i took off like four days four four or five days sure we had a situation where you know obviously my wife was home by then and her parents had come in and and could hang out for a few so we had some help Mm -hmm. well not everybody's in that situation or everybody thinks maybe maybe i was the bad dad i should have taken about a 10 days off or 14 days off or whoever sure you know but i think we all do it differently and so therefore we judge yes i wouldn't have done that i'd get there for that game on sunday yeah i mean okay yeah it's fine i can fly back and forth i can do this i'll be ready to play i want to be there and that's where the judgment comes in right or wrong Mm -hmm. uh because a lot of people would say right now okay well that's fine but are you going to try we haven't heard the are you going to try to make it there yeah Right. The statement from Doug Marone was, hey, this is uh, indefinite. And when he's ready to come back, he's ready to come back. But mm-hmm. like I wasn't heard from Jalen at all. Like, is he going to try to get to the game? Like, would hope hopefully the baby comes Friday and then I can make it to the game. Yeah. Or I'm probably just going to be here when and hope everybody's happy and healthy and make sure everybody's uh, I feel better if everybody's all set. So I'll be back with the team Monday. We haven't heard yeah. that side of it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and usually when you maybe leave on uh, maternity or paternity leave, you might tell your bosses that, right? And maybe Correct. he has. He hasn't told all the public, but mm-hmm. maybe, has, maybe he has told his bosses that. Yeah, you know, and listen, people questioning it or whatever like that, I mean, you could argue, Brent, this goes back to, well, he's not there right now. 
So then you have to ask the question, if we're in this business, we have to ask ourselves and we have to ask the audience, well, how does this affect the team? You know, is the team affected by this? Is this like another distraction? And it's like I've always been trying to say here. As far as the locker room's concerned, I don't think it's a big deal. Like, for instance, our producer, Kuz, he's out for the week, right? We got Scott in here. Scott's killing it. But guess what? Just because Kuz is gone doesn't mean I'm changing up my game. It doesn't mean that it affects me at all. I'm still going to try to do the best job at, you know, talking on the radio as I can, along with you, right? I think that the, the, the players in that locker room feel the same way. Well, whether if Jalen's here or not, that's not going to affect how I practice. It's not going to affect how I watch film. It's not going to affect how I prepare for Denver. And we saw that against Tennessee with all the distractions going on, supposedly. And I hopefully we'll see it again. Uh, you know when the team travels there this Sunday. Well, I think it might benefit the football team because these two days, really, you can't question it, ask anything about Jalen. He's going home. You know what's yeah. happening. He's going home to see the birth of his kid. There you go. There's nothing debatable about that. Yeah, it's a good point. He's gonna have a kid. Yeah. All right, enough Jalen talk. All right, let's get some other football talk. Jags and Broncos on ESPN 690. We'll talk about it next. Brent Martineau. You see him every day on CBS 47, Fox 30, Action Sports Jacks. Austin Lane. He's a former Jag star and current MMA fighter. Broadcasting live from the Anna Jar and Levine studio. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. We are contractually obligated to talk Jalen Ramsey for the first hour of the show, and we did it. Check the box. All right. And really, I think uh, I think the story goes away right now. Yeah. Story's done. Think so? Well, the story's done. There's nothing to oh. update. Oh, yeah, I got you. I mean, the, the next thing... Well, it's going to be if he plays on Sunday or not. Yeah, That's, unless there's a, a... And I don't even know if there'll be a statement out about that in the next day or so. I guess maybe the Jags, when they do their injury report, mm-hmm. could put that he's not playing for sure. But they might not even know until Saturday, right? Again, he could fly to Denver. Sure. Or maybe he's back for the, the trip to Denver. Who knows? So uh, I don't expect... And, and by the way, if he's not playing, what's anybody going to say? What can you say? Right? It's really not a okay. He's not thing. playing. Yeah. He's either not playing or he's playing. Yeah. But the next thing, uh, I think, until when does he get back with the team, and if he's still on the team or if he's traded? I mean, those are the only things now that change the storyline of Jalen Ramsey. Correct. Um, and I'm not saying I'm tired of talking about. It. I think it's been fascinating to digest all these different angles of of Jalen Ramsey. Um, but this week's version, because they're so personal of issue, uh, I think. There's really not much else to say. Uh, is he getting traded or not? Is he playing or not? Becomes the football side of things now. Yep. Uh, and really now it leans on a little bit of a Trey Herndon mm-hmm. uh, in their game plan. You know, you've been in buildings before uh, where guys are hurt. Everybody, every week they have to say, okay, what if this guy plays? What if this Next guy doesn't up. play? Yep. Uh, now the problem with that is not every week are you replacing an all-pro pro bowler <laughs> in Jalen Ramsey because of he course. allows you to do some things is my guess on the defensive side of the football, if I'm Todd Wash, that you can't really trust whether it's Trey Herndon or maybe even A.J. Boye, and I'm not slighting A.J. Boye, but I don't know if you you would do some of the same things even with Boye as you might do with Ramsey. I mean, Ramsey usually can travel with the best receiver on the other side. Mm -hmm. Emmanuel Sanders, it would be, uh, in this situation with Denver. Will they ask Boye to do that? Will they just play a regular defense? Uh, Will they mix things up at all because of the absence of Ramsey, if that's the case? Like, what's going on in their defensive meeting rooms right now? to plan with or without Jalen Ramsey from a football standpoint. Yeah, so from a football standpoint, it's like I talked about a little bit. And listen, I, I know that we, we can't really go off sound bites um, when we're trying to you know start our game plan here for the Denver Broncos. But 
I'm going off sound bites a little bit, you know. And this is a this is you know a wide receiver to Emmanuel Sanders who's been around for a while. I think you know he's he's one of the captains of that locker room, especially on offense to say the least. Um, I think he's kind of the leader of that offense. With all due respect to Joe Flacco, and Emmanuel Sanders has literally come back from an Achilles injury that he suffered. You know, uh, I think halfway through the, the 2018 season, and whatever he's done, if it's stem cells, uh, if it's something new out there, steroids, whatever he's doing. But uh, it seems to be working because the guy looks, you know, better than ever. And he, the, they play in Green Bay, Green Bay's top corner. Uh, they, they put him on Emmanuel Sanders one on one, basically the whole game. And the, for lack of a better word, shut shut down Emmanuel Sanders. Now, whether that's part of the game plan where they want to look his way, whether it was because Sanders was covered so much, or just Joe Flacco wasn't looking his way, Sanders didn't get his targets. Well, after the game, he goes to the media a little bit, complains that he only got four targets for two catches. And when I read that right there, I think, especially a team that's struggling to get a win right now, I think that they take note of that. And I think that Emmanuel Sanders uh, is poised for a lot of targets. You know, um, we talk about the Denver Broncos. Yes, they are a run-first team, pass-second. Kind of like the Jacksonville Jaguars were supposed to be a little bit this year. And now I think they're kind of, you know, geared more towards passing. But when we're trying to break down the the Denver Broncos on offense and, and you're Todd Wash and you're trying to scheme for how do you take out the Denver Broncos, the number one comes with Emmanuel Sanders. So do you have confidence in A.J. Boye? Do you put A.J. Boye, um, you know, just on Sanders the whole time? Well, keep in mind, Sanders is a very dynamic player. He's kind of like Tyreek Hill. He's, he's kind of like the old-school Tyreek Hill a little bit, where he can go in the slot, uh, you can do gadgets with them and things like that, and I don't think A.J. Boye is necessarily comfortable playing out the slot. So that's where you have to do some more of your game planning and uh, incorporate coverages that were, are going to help that. But don't forget, there's another guy by the name of Cortland Sutton, Brent, who's uh, been the leading receiver so far for the Denver Broncos. And I understand, you know, I mean, Joe Flacco, you know, I think it's kind of always the same with him, right? He's an average quarterback. Sometimes he shows glimpses of brilliance. But for the most part, you kind of know what you're getting with Joe Flacco. And he hasn't been able to produce, you know, with the wide receivers. But the last thing you want to see is them having a breakout game against the Jacksonville Jaguars now because Jalen Ramsey's out, if he is out. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what about Trey Herndon? I think is the big part of this. So, now. I mean, how yeah. much you've you seen him play? Had a nice preseason. Uh, a guy that's a young guy, but uh, seemingly has potential. Uh, smart guy and played against Houston. Yeah. Because of the absence of Boye, um, how do you feel about him? You're comfortable with him? The, are they comfortable with him? And how much of a drop off is it? I mean, let's just be real. The drop off going from Ramsey and Boye to a Boye and Herndon yeah. is pretty significant. The last time they had to do this, it was Ramsey and Herndon. And again, I'm not trying to knock Boye. I just think the presence of Ramsey is that much of a difference. Yeah. Maker. Well, first of all, if you're Todd Wash, whether you're confident or not, you know, in Trey Herndon, you, you're you, you roll with them. <laughs> yeah. So you might as well give him well, as much as encouragement. Well, but you can help him out is my point. Oh, okay. I, got, I get what you're saying there. Yeah. And you might have to a little bit. Nothing against Trey Herndon. You know, I mean, we haven't really seen a game where he's been featured as that starting corner, really. I mean, we saw it in preseason a little bit. But now, you know, playing regular season, it's a little different. And listen, depending what the Jaguars do now, if you do man up A.J. Boye for the most part on Emmanuel Sanders, well, Keep in mind, Cortland Sutton's a big receiver, right? I mean, he's almost your prototypical one receiver because this guy's like 6'4", 6'5", Brent. This is a tall receiver. And I think um, 
Herndon's like five eleven, maybe if I'm not mistaken. Maybe like, maybe he's six foot. I think he's at least six feet. Oh, okay. I think he's a bigger. I'll say, I'll say six five foot. eleven, six foot. I say six feet. I, I guess I can probably six Google feet, it. Six foot. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think he's long. It's, and, it's got they got him listed at five eleven. He's here. a five eleven yeah. guy. So. I mean, I'm battling but, over an inch here. No, no, I understand. It's just an inch, right? But, but this is kind of my point, though, right? Like, and we saw this during the Ravens game, right? Like, the Ravens succeeded in the preseason game against the Jacksonville Jaguars with their tall receivers, and Trey Herndon was out there for some of that. Um, so maybe I'm a little worried about that as well. But once again, that's where you can you have the safeties in the back helping you out, especially on those goal routes. So I think if I'm the Jacksonville Jaguars, at least from this past standpoint, I'm mixing stuff up a little bit and keeping the Denver Broncos guessing. Do you expect them to... Uh Play well even without Ram- you know if Ram- yeah. I should preface it's not like there's been any indication but yeah. uh, if Ramsey doesn't play do you do you think they'll still play well or is that such a missing piece whether it's emotionally whether it's just kind of in stature you know in presence uh, guys are like that sometimes I mean obviously he's a phenomenal player so you're going to have a drop off but this is a really good defense they can kind of hide a drop off at times sure. because of their their success on defense but it's almost like his presence out there there's something about 20 flying around that attitude the chippiness the the everything about it the quarterback always knowing where he is do you still expect them to play well against a Denver offense that's really struggling? So, if you go back to the Packers game, the Packers got six sacks against the Denver Broncos. And a lot of that had to do with the pass coverage in the back. And it goes hand in hand, where, you know, say, for instance, maybe Herndon's on Cortland Sutton. Well, if Cortland Sutton, who's a very capable receiver, you know, I don't think he, 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 he kind of gets enough praise just because of, you know, the team that, that he's playing with right now. They're not doing so well, but he's a very talented receiver. And I think where if you let him go a couple of times, well, now that hurts the pass rush too as well, right? Because Flacco can get the ball out quicker. He gets more comfortable, yada, yada, yada. When you have Jalen Ramsey back there and you know he's going to be on that one receiver, whether it's Emmanuel Sanders or maybe they put him on Corlin Sutton, whoever it was, you at least know that you have three seconds, right? Like when Ramsey goes man on somebody, you have three seconds to get to the quarterback. Now what happens after those three seconds? Well, maybe the guy gets open from Ramsey. Maybe the quarterback makes a good play with his feet, whatever the instance is. But at least with Ramsey, you know you have three seconds. The question is, with Herndon in there now, and let's assume Ramsey doesn't play on Sunday, can Herndon lock his guy up for, you know, three seconds and give the ability uh, for that great Jaguars pass rush to hit home? Because if not, mm-hmm. it's going to be a long day for, for you know, for, for everybody and on that team. How much do you think uh, you love that Houston receiving core? And I so do. when Herndon played against, uh, you know, primarily, say, Will Fuller yeah. uh, the other a couple weeks back against Houston, I remember a player or two. They targeted him a play. They went after him. Well, yeah. But overall, Watson also, but Watson missed points. No, correct. Watson also missed two uh, passes where Fuller could have had him for deep. I mean, because they they went they did go routes because Will Fuller is the burner, yeah, right? Yes. So um, I remember the play at the end missed, of the half yeah, that he did get. Yeah. Well, there's that play, but they also missed two. I remember because I had Will Fuller in fantasy. You didn't do me crap against the Jacksonville Jaguars, but it's whatever, <laughs> right? But hey, that's uh, thank God for fantasy because I can talk about it now a little bit. But yeah, so they missed two long balls to Will Fuller that didn't get completed as more on Watts, I think, than it was on Fuller. So. Yeah, you know, if you're the Broncos, you obviously take those long shots. And that's the last thing the Jaguars want to give up to, right, Brent, is the big, big plays. 
Well, and that's really what they preface their defense on. It's of like, course. come on, try to beat us, drive, drive yeah. 75, 80 yards. I don't think you can do it, but we yeah. don't want to give up the big play. Now, it doesn't always work that way. They still can give up a big play, and they have done so, but that's what they, uh, that kind of one of their, their foundations of this defense is. Uh, Jack Stan says, uh, hey, I thought Herndon did a nice job against Fuller when Boye was out, uh, in Houston. Mm-hmm. And again, I just, what I don't know, and I think we'll see play out, uh, two things. Will Fuller, you like him better than Cortland Sutton? Ooh, there, it's a different two, matchup. I two get different it. receivers, yeah. Um, me personally, I would probably take Sutton because I think he can do a little more. Like, really? Like, what Will Fuller is like the you know he's the, the he's the burner. Yeah. But he has to be for the Houston Texans. They don't ask him to do anything else. I think with Cortland Sutton, he's the big body guy. He can he he can burn. Um, but you can also throw it to him in the red zone and go up and get a jump ball. Shoot, I mean, I thought you thought Houston's wide receiving core was like uh, Jerry Rice. Uh, Odell hey, Beckham Jr. I just said, and I just every, said from I'm a surprised. Talent, Brent, I just said from a talent perspective, it's very rare where you see the four receivers scoring touchdowns, and that's Kenny Stills. Hey. He's, he, he's the four receiver right now. I mean, give me, give me another four receiver right now in the NFL that's scoring touchdowns. Hopefully Marquise Lee. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, or maybe a Keelan Cole sighting. Yeah, uh, yeah. And the second part of it is, I guess we just, and we're about to find out, this is something we have not yeah. experienced here in Jacksonville. Jalen Ramsey has never missed a football game. So if he does miss this game, which signs point to him missing this game, how will they play without him back there? What is the domino effect? What is it like having Boye as the prime guy? Yeah. You know, and then Herndon coming in. And how much of a difference? Again, I think that's the part we're not sure of because we've never really seen it. And we saw it a couple weeks ago with Boye out. And Boye's been out sometimes and missed. And it's like, okay, you're still all right in the back end. But is that because you have Ramsey there on one of those islands? And you can shut down that island and you can draw a lot of attention elsewhere. The good news is I think Boye played one of his finest games that we've seen in quite a long time. Mm -hmm. Last Thursday night against Tennessee, he appears to be healthy again. And if he's playing really well, well, then maybe they can do the same thing. They'll probably have to do the same thing. It'll be fascinating. You know they're going after Trey Herndon. You know Joe Flacco's going after him. Yeah. I mean, Boye probably had a pretty quiet day, even though it's interesting. Sanders wants the football. He's asking for it. He wants to get involved. Mm -hmm. But isn't the smart play for the Broncos to say, sorry, Emmanuel, yeah, I'm going to target the young guy. Well, no, I mean that that, that is a smart play, and it's I'm curious to see how Jacksonville, you know, kind of approaches this whole thing. And don't forget too, like and Denver and Denver as well, because yes, they have two pretty good receivers, two great receivers actually. I'll go ahead and put the great on there. I don't care. <laughs> uh, but as far as the tight ends concerned, like listen, they they have the dude that I was hyping up this entire, uh, you know, overhyped. Uh, okay, I overhyped them a little. Well, I don't want to say overhyped. The, the season's still young. It's young. They haven't got him. Baker the, Mayfield got overhyped. Him, I don't want to call it that, but because I mean, is TJ Hawkinson <laughs> really having a good season? He had one good. He had one good week. He had one good week so far. So, it's so only mind been three. yourself. First of all, Mr. John Bachman, I'm talking about Noah Fan here, so I was on the okay, Noah Fan bandwagon. Everybody be cool here. But um, I'm curious to see if they start incorporating the tight end a little more, too, because if you want to attack the Jacksonville Jaguars, you look at their youth at the linebacker position right now. You see Quincy Williams, who teams have been trying to attack a lot, and for the most part, Quincy's kind of you know stood up to that challenge and accepted it. But I'm curious to see if they get Noah Fant going. I know Jeff Hireman's kind of been in and out, so I'm not really sure what's up with him. But I'm curious to see if they start getting Noah Fant going as well with the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I'm fascinated. Here's what I love about the sport of football sometimes. Yeah, and the egos that are involved in it. Mm-hmm. And again, this is sports. I'm not trying to knock egos, but I think it does show up. There are times over even these last couple of seasons where you'd be like, well, I'll stay away from Jalen Ramsey and I'll go after some other guys. 
but not if like you want to go after you want to go to your best guy. Mm-hmm. Right. Whether it is Hopkins or an Antonio Brown or whoever you feels like your best guy on the field. Well, Sanders is their best guy. Correct. So do you go after even though the matchup makes more sense to go elsewhere? Do you feed the ball and feed the ego of your guy, even though it's not the smartest play to do it? And that to me is Joe Flacco's a veteran guy. Yeah. So he doesn't have to get caught up with that. I think if you have a young quarterback, you might get caught up in that a little bit more. Yeah, you know, and it's like you mentioned, with Emmanuel Sanders being their best receiver, though, the beauty with him, it's not like a DeAndre Hopkins or a Julio. Well, I want to say Julio Jones because they put him in the slot sometimes as well. But, you know, it's not like your traditional one receiver where, you know, you just basically put boy on him, say go have fun, and, you know, you cover him down, lock him yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. No, Good it's point. like if they want to get Emmanuel Sanders the ball, they'll get Emmanuel Sanders the ball. It's just yeah. like Tyreek Hill. Like if you put him in the slot, put, put him out of like these short screens, whatever you want to do with him. You can get Emmanuel Sanders the ball, and you can get it in space. If he gets it in space, I'm telling you, like I get, he's up there in age, coming off an Achilles injury, but he's still a pretty good wide receiver. Yeah, very good call there yeah. too. They will find a way to get him the ball, but do you find it too much when yeah. you really should have gone the other way? I <laughs> love point. that part of it, man. That's where the chess match. It isn't always checkers in oh, the NFL. No, the no, chess match yeah. does come into play yes. sometimes in the NFL. And by the way, just uh, if you're just jumping on, on, we don't know if Ramsey's playing or not on Sunday. I just think the the there's a probability. That he could miss. Yeah. And, well, they have to plan accordingly, and it sounds like the Jaguars are, according to Doug Marone, uh, Todd Wash, and everybody mm-hmm. else. More Jags talk coming up in a bit. Austin Lane wearing a shirt for a reason today. <sighs> Hard falling. to be humble, man. Next on ESPN so 690. hard to be humble. I'm NASCAR champion Kurt Busch, and you're listening to Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brett Martineau and Austin Lane. They're a team that's definitely better than what the record shows, and you know they they play hard. They um, they've been very close to you know getting home. Uh, two of the best edge guys in the game. Uh, we we definitely got our work cut out for us, but I got a ton of belief in our guys and uh, whoever we go against. That's Gardner Minshew. There are stages of Minshew mania. Uncle Rico in town today. Yeah. Mm. That one's not doing that much for me. No, I think, not I think surprisingly, cool. right? Yeah, I mean, I've only seen that movie like a hundred times, though, so it's you know, it is what it is. Dude, I saw the movie in theaters, by the way. I was I was way ahead of the trend. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw Napoleon Dynamite in theaters because the one we were going to see got sold out. The other movie, so we were forced to see this, you know, this independent film called Napoleon Dynamite. Had no idea, and I left pretty satisfied. How much you want to make a bet? I can throw a football over the mountains. <laughs> yeah, if you're just catching in, uh, catching on, Uncle Rico here in Jacksonville. Uh, we believe the film uh, commercial for the NFL Network because yep. of that kind of soundbite from the movie. Uh, and of course, the Jaguars are in Denver, so yeah. we can have mountains. So. Yeah. A yeah. lot of fun there with Gardner Minshew. It is, and, and I say it every day, but I think it's worth repeating. What a fascinating time here in Jacksonville. Yeah. I mean, this Ramsey story has been. Bizarre, nuts, whatever, uh, overplayed probably is now the way we're, we're getting to that point. Sure. Um, and I'm probably guilty of that. Uh, but the Minshew thing has kind of been underplayed to a degree, but across the country it's on fire, uh, from coast to coast, Washington state, probably back home in Mississippi where he's from. Uh, in fact, a lady sent me in, in, uh, email today. And there's like a song about him in Mississippi now. <laughs> Scott, I may have sent you that. I don't know if, did you download that? I can't hear you. He said you, you, he said he it, it, you, you want to hear it. it. All right. I want to uh, hear yeah, it. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's see. Can we play it? Yeah, let's see what Can we got. Can you put the speaker on in here? I don't have your headphones. Here we go. Oh. 
little bit. He grew up in Mississippi town, went to Brandon High School. Okay, so this is going. This is Tom Petty. He grew okay. up tall and he grew up right, making touchdowns on Friday nights. We all knew he'd leave someday from VHS to Washington State, but those days are done. Don't you dwell, our Brandon boy made the NFL. Yeah. I like the way you work it, that mustache. singer in Brandon, Mississippi. But of course her name is Candy Lee Dobbs. I like that's, it. I, I, no, see, I, I, I got fun not, stuff. I'm not hating, but I'm saying if you wanted to guess the name of the girl who's singing that song, Candy Lee would be up there. <laughs> just saying. Okay? <laughs> Don't put me as a bad guy. I'm just saying. Don't at me. That's yeah, fine. Don't at me. Candy Lee, you'll be wearing, Lee. You'll be wearing a Candy, Candy Lee t-shirt at some point. Candy don't don't hate appreciate, man. She's got love for her homeboy. No, I'm not hate. I'm just saying it. But, of course, her name is Candy Lee. That's yeah. all I'm saying. You'll be wearing her t-shirt someday. I'm don't sure worry. I will. Yeah, be up there right with Casey Musgraves. And I'll probably miss her concert as well because nobody tells me about things. But that, that, but if you're a small town, sure. right? If yeah. you're in any town, really, if you're in a small town, this is the fun stuff about it. That's awesome. You know? Yeah. I mean, that is what's cool. Like, his high school, his, his the place where he likes to eat as a kid, his grade school, elementary school, whatever you call where it. Where he gets his, his jorts. Teacher. Oh, <laughs> his <laughs> I mean, this month, they've already had a fun ride even before this. Yeah. Absolutely. But this has got to be awesome right oh, now yeah. if you're in Brandon, Mississippi. It's awesome. the key to the city, man. The guy's, he's a, he's a made man. That is, it's really kind of cool, and uh, again, under talked about at times. I think because of the Ramsey stuff the last couple of weeks. But where does he go from here? Uh, and Gardner Minshew, uh, we'll continue to talk about it. It's a big. I think what I started to say is it's the next step for him. Is okay. You played in Houston, and he played okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, played really good in the final couple of minutes to get him back in the game. But now you go Denver, uh, a team that's desperate. Mm-hmm. Bradley Chubb and Vaughn Miller, which feels a little bit different. I know we already went up against J.J. Watt, but this duo feels hungry and, and desperate for sacks. Yeah. It, it just This game has a different feel. It's that next step. And also the curiosity that we all have is how much can the ride continue? Will mm-hmm. it continue? I've been saying uh, for the last couple of days, this to me is a big tell for, for, for me and, and whether Minshew Mania has, has a lasting standing power because – you know he's got not as you just mentioned all the X's and O's reasons why this could be difficult and the fact that they're 0 and 3 and they're desperate, but just the fact that you've got all this outside noise now and he's been going back and forth to Washington. So if he can play well on Sunday afternoon in Denver, I have no doubt that this thing's going to be long term. Yeah, but if he if he struggles a little bit, that's when you're like, oh, okay, well you know he is a rookie and this isn't just destiny quite yet yeah well by the way if he struggles a little bit uh i think i'm almost as interested in the next week can he bounce back 
Sure. Because mm-hmm. every quarterback struggles, sure. right? I mean, every, every offense struggles, every team struggles. And, and again, we talked about this yesterday. He's been bouncing back his whole career, though, man. I yeah. have no doubt about yeah, that. Yeah, the bounce back is probably not a question mark. I think it's almost the reality of the situation. Gardner Minshew feels, I said this yesterday, that he feels like he's thrown 400 yards and four touchdowns every single game. Sure. I mean, he really hasn't. Like, there's more room to grow for Minshew from a numbers standpoint and a production standpoint, and especially if they get the run game going. Of course. You know, so I think there's actually stuff to hit your wagon to. From what you've already seen out of Gardner Minshew, mm-hmm. and the other, and really the biggest part of that is just one win so far. My wagon is hitched, baby. I love this guy. Oh, everybody says. I mean, right? we, here's how crazy it is. I saw a picture from a sales meeting in TV land, <laughs> yeah. and whoever was putting on the sales meeting was in Minshew garb. <laughs> they looked like us that day. I mean, we already had the show. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's like everybody's oh, no, I mean, got it, Listen, man. I, I have my friends back home texting me, like, when, when he played against Tennessee, they texted me, is this guy for real? And I, I kind of had to explain, like, I think this guy is for real. You know, like, yeah, he's he's such an all-ends of the nation. It is, again, it's the perfect place, the perfect time for Minshew mania, right? Where, where, number one, we've been hungry for a real quarterback for a long time in this town. And what other city does Minshew fit in better than in Jacksonville. I mean, this, yeah. he he is the epitome. This, he is Duval. He yeah. is the epitome of Duval. Yeah. Well, you kind of think about it. He's hit all different parts of the country, and my guess is some people would all say the same thing about Perhaps. him because he's kind of an everyday guy. But if you think about the towns, it's not like he's been to. Uh, Chicago and no. Detroit and L.A. He's been to Jacksonville. He's from Brandon, Mississippi, which is just outside of Jackson. Okay. You know? And then Pullman, yep. Washington. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So which is I don't even know where, but probably in the middle of kind of nowhere. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yep. So a lot of free thinkers over there, <laughs> as my mom would say. Yeah. So there's a lot of like fit to the whole character of him. So I agree with that point. Yeah. But not so different. Like, we always thought Bortles fit here, yeah. here too. Yeah. yeah. You know? That's true. And and I'm not sure. I mean, some of them just fit more like a glove. Yeah. Bortles was kind of that way. He was... Yeah. He seemed like a Jacksonville guy. Of course, he was just from down the road. Yeah. I, I don't. I haven't heard anybody say, "Yeah, Foles is a Jacksonville guy." Mm-hmm. You know, I no, don't know. Sure. I don't well, know I don't, what Foles is, but yeah, <laughs> he doesn't have that character to him. He's more just, "Hey, I'm going to go play He's football." He's a great guy. I'm He's a, CEO. a great guy and a good player. But he, you're, yeah, he doesn't have that flair. He doesn't well, have that exercise in a jock strap in the, in the locker room. <laughs> no, you do. To, to be fair, yeah, no, you're absolutely right about that, John. I don't think anybody really has that except Gardner Minshew. I think he's Minshew. okay with that. But, yes. but, but let's be honest, like, we talk about folk heroes, though. I mean, Foles was that folk hero in Philly, you know, and, and and it stems from him winning a Super Bowl and becoming the Super Bowl MVP. So it's more about his on-the-field play than it was ever about maybe what he did off the field. Not not saying one's right, one's wrong, but they're painting murals of Nick Foles. Oh, you know, right. I mean, it was like a religious thing with Nick well, they Foles. They do have a statue of him, I believe. I, I thought I heard that recently. Where yeah, uh, they either have it or Rance putting has it to up. Walk by, he has to walk by that statue. <laughs> so, so it just it proves the point, though, where it all comes down to winning games. Like this is fantastic with with Minshew Manning and everything like that, and hopefully the Jaguars can keep that moving. But I feel like if you start losing the games, you know that's when the the whole mania thing dies. But let me ask you this though, uh, because. That is they fact, are just one way. and two. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. got to keep the W's going, or yeah. you got to find some W's here and keep up the good play. Uh, would he get swallowed up in a place like Philly? Like if he was thrown into that role? But to my point about he's been yeah. in all these small towns, essentially. Not Again, Jacksonville's not a small town, but... He feels Duval. We, we embrace that, right? Mm-hmm. We're not L.A. and we're not New York City. And we're not Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not a knock. I like that. That's why I live here and I'm going to live here forever, okay? I don't want to go to any of those cities. But 
is it is it like a perfect landing spot for for someone like Minshew to fit in and feel good and feel comfortable more so than maybe he would if he was uh, playing for the L.A. Rams or playing for the Philadelphia Eagles or would this guy fit anywhere? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the beauty with Minshew is that he's very comfortable in his own skin, and he knows exactly who he is. And when you can do that, when you're capable of, you know, of having those kind of characteristics about you, you can be a chameleon. You can really fit in wherever you want to go because you're, you're going to be yourself. So whether he was playing in New York, playing in Philly, playing in Chicago, I mean, whatever big market team you want to bring up, I think he was going to find success regardless because he knows who he is, and I don't think he gets affected by those kind of things. Yeah, I agree with that. He he seems to be unflappable in that regard. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know if I agree with you. Ooh. Well, didn't they used to say something like that about uh, Tebow, and uh, and that didn't work out so well? Well, it's a good point, right? Uh, you know, mm, yeah. yeah. Even, um, I'm trying to think back now. I don't want to talk. I want to think about what you just said. Tebow, of course, Jacksonville, Gainesville. The Denver thing doesn't feel big city, though. Denver's kind of down home. Yeah. Right? No. John Denver. <laughs> <laughs> Thought the Rocky Mountains were a little more rocky than this. Yeah, I tread, get what Tread lightly now. Tread lightly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just saying. I mean, it's just it's just like it's not big city. Like, Denver is a big city, but it's not big city feel. Uh, That's right. That's that, that I got. on a time out there, but I, I don't feel it was, like it, it is. It was the John Denver part I was uh, oh, I was. Well. <laughs> I was thinking just music style here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but, and then he goes to New York. Yeah. Tebow and he went to Philly for a bit in New England. It didn't work out there. I mean, but it might not have worked out anywhere. No, either. I don't think because you know he wasn't getting a real good shot at any of those places, was he? I mean, he didn't have no. the. I mean, here, look, Minshew had there was no other option for us. It was Minshew, or we had to go get somebody. So yeah. Minshew had a shot, and he was going to be getting a shot. I don't know. I, I guess I don't remember what Tebow's situation was in that those other big cities, but I, I always felt like he was one of many options, and they just didn't stick with him very long. Well, I, I say from this angle, I think it's easier to get criticized and be polarizing in those bigger cities because yeah. you're either with it or you're against it. Sure, you know, and I mean, maybe you get swallowed up by the noise sometimes. I'm not saying Tebow did. Tebow could handle. I mean, he had been in these big places, big arenas. He's on the big stage, the big platform. So I don't think it bothered him to that degree. But that's where I think the Mitchu one. Mitchu hasn't handled that. Mitchu didn't play at Alabama. I mean, he yeah. almost did, but he didn't. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. he did not play. He hasn't You're seen. Right. He hasn't played in the brightest of lights. Really, until now, and and all due respect to Washington State, but that was a surprise season right. Washington State pulled off. Well, we were yeah. eleven and two, and they did not expect to. I think he said they were picked fifth in the Pac-12 North mm-hmm. that year. So, yeah. I don't know. That's where I disagree with you guys a little yeah. bit. I'm not sure if he would just fit in anywhere. Well, and uh, you know, while fitting in, like I don't think he necessarily wouldn't fit in, but he would just he would be himself. But like maybe one of the biggest times the spotlight was on him was that I think it was the Alamo Bowl. You know when they were. Uh, going to Alamo Bowl, and he, that's when he was rocking the crazy 80s-style yeah, suit. You know, like, that's a big moment. You know, like, you're going to a bowl game, supposed to be all professional and everything, and he's coming rocking this crazy custom-made Washington Cougars, you know, suit. So, it's I mean... the Alamo Bowl, man. It's well, not the Sugar Bowl. It's not, like, National but, Championship game. But they're coming off a really good season. You know, I mean, it's their chance to showcase them on a national stage. It was probably one of the biggest moments of his life, you know, especially being the first year there. And the fact that he embraced it by rocking that crazy suit 
it kind of shows you that maybe he doesn't really care about the big moment. Maybe he's, I don't want to say he's naive to it, but he's he's indifferent to the big moment. He doesn't really care. Yeah, no, 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 no. See, the thing is, he is the big moment. Yeah. Good point. Well, he kind of is. Yeah. And listen, I get what you're saying. And mm-hmm. I think from a him standpoint, he doesn't care what anybody thinks. Yeah. Right? You don't wear jorts. And that outfit to the Alamo Bowl, and and and, I think it was and the Alamo and, Bowl. Don't quote me on it. And you even. don't go in a professional locker room when you're a rookie and stretch in a jock strap yeah. if you really give a crap what people think. There you go. You just don't. There you go. But there are still these moments where you feel comfortable in your job setting, in the place you live, and yeah. where you are, yeah. no matter what. And yeah. I think it's fair to wonder because he hasn't really experienced that big time light mm-hmm. spotlight. Uh, if he would feel as comfortable. I think, by the way, this is a compliment. I think that's what's cool. I mean, this is a nice uh, marriage together. He landed in a good spot. I say this all the time in the draft. It's situational. I say this all the time about Russell Wilson. Yes, the Jags should have picked Russell Wilson over Brian Anger, but Russell Wilson (laughs) would not have the resume he has if he had played in Jacksonville. It's situational. He ended up in a good spot. He performed in a big spot. His career blossomed in a big spot. It would not have worked out that way. Jackson would be better off. Mm-hmm. I think Russell Wilson would probably be worse off from a career standpoint if he had landed in Jacksonville at that time. I just don't think it would have automatically been the same thing that happened in Seattle. And from that standpoint, I think Gardner Minshew landed in a pretty nice spot because Jacksonville's ready to put their arms around him. Yeah, and he's got Filippo there to help him out. And very, yeah, and Good he's point. adjusted well and, and all hey, did that. Did you guys hear who the halftime uh, show is? I was going to bring guys, that up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you want to use your show, it, Because you I do don't it. know what it knows. The Super Bowl halftime show? Super Bowl halftime was announced today. And of course, it's on uh, Fox. Yes. Fox so, I just want to make sure I'm bringing my binoculars. The last time yes. I heard it was either Taylor Swift or Jennifer Lopez. It well, is Jennifer yes, Lopez. It's in Miami, man. Who do you think? Well, there was rumors that you wanted Taylor Swift. And you probably voted for Taylor Swift. You no. Hey, no. Why did you, know you point at me going? when you said Goose? Sorry, because Shakira. he usually sits there. Shakira? Shakira and Going J-Lo. back to back J-Lo, Shakira is not bad, not That's bad. Yeah. pretty solid. No, but I don't want Taylor Swift. I wouldn't mind seeing Taylor Swift in concert. I'm not a hater, but I don't want her on my TV for the halftime show. Come on. Get real. <laughs> By the way, you should come out of this Super Bowl in Miami and feel a little bit better than you did last year with Maroon 5. <laughs> I feel because, fantastic. Because, quite frankly, quite honest with I you, feel I, refreshed. I really don't care what Jennifer Lopez <laughs> sounds like. <laughs> Dude, she, she can still bring it, man. She's she's a hard worker. Respect yeah, she to can her. bring it. Yeah. And Shakira as well. But I don't well. care what she sounds what like. What has Shakira been up to? I haven't seen That's Shakira a in a question. minute. I have no idea. Man. Austin looks to me like throw I, don't, Rihanna. I, don't, well, I don't know. I'll see you throw Rihanna in there. You have the perfect trifecta yeah, going on. Yeah, that's not happening, so. I don't think. No, you never know. She might be a late hey, ad. This she is could a be Super a late Bowl, ad. man. She could be the late ad. I don't know. You never know. I like it, though. I like it. Jennifer Lopez. You have to know Jennifer Lopez. In well, Miami, didn't you? I mean, well, because uh, you know they have, they have a Miami Sound Machine. They had them la- yeah. last time they were in Miami. Uh, Gloria Stefan. Yeah, Gloria Stefan. I don't know. No in the NFL and their you know selections well, got them Pitbull. Sure and, you, are you going to like Pitbull? No, absolutely not. No, no, no. Do you know why? Because I'm not a 40 year old divorced man who sits in my minivan and just <laughs> plays Pitbull the whole time. Oh my god! Thinking about the good old Ow. days. Ow. Thinking wow. about the good old days. Damn. Hey, Dude, you no, you don't. Because you know why? Because you're not 40 years old, divorced, and have a minivan. But I, am, so you're I do have a minivan, and I'm over 40. The only thing I'm not is divorced in that equation. <laughs> I just want to add you like I am divorced, I am over 40, and I am looking for a minivan right now. Thank you for fitting my demographic. Brent, you like Pitbull? I just want to add to your thought. What's up, man? Dot, dot, dot.
Yeah, what's up? Not yet. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, um, God. <laughs> I, can, can I can I talk real quickly about what's coming up? Yeah, let's do it. I gotta go do the news. Yeah, we're about, even though it's we're probably gonna be me apologizing pretty soon. No matter. Hey, I'll, I'll give you a ride to the studio right, in my quickly, minivan. <laughs> real quickly, uh, Calais Campbell, you guys know how generous he is. Oh yeah. You know how he gave a bunch of money just this last weekend against the Titans. Yeah. He's bringing his pocketbook with him. Pocketbook. That's an ancient term, isn't it? He's bringing his wallet. Well, men have now a pocket, card. like a per, man purse, right? What's man it called purse. again? Uh, clutch, no. satchel, satchel, satchel. 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 Yeah. Uh, now, that is a, that is a word I'm going to use at least once <laughs> I'm going to ask Calais tonight Indiana on Jaguars if he's bringing his satchel to Denver. <laughs> so he's going to bring his satchel to Denver with 20,000 big ones in it. Dang. And uh, I, he's going to donate it to a local charity out there in Denver. So, you know. I, awesome. So yeah, and then, nobody so better, man. Yeah, he's he's the man. Um, and then uh, real cool story coming out of uh, a small town. They lost their only grocery store, and the town, you know, becoming a food desert. People would have to drive fifteen, twenty miles to get groceries. Mm-hmm. So the town started its own grocery store. Oh, very good Kinda idea. Cool about that. Where That's is that? You'll have to watch Action News Jackson ah, 5 to find you got out. Me yes, yes, yep. Fox 30. You've got me teased. What's What's interesting about it, out there What's really the interesting about it is that it's this, this, I mean, you know, I don't know how it's working. We're going to hopefully investigate that a little bit to see how it's working and who's paying for what and how all that works out. But we have a lot of food deserts in Jacksonville, you know, parts mm. of town where you have to, you know. The question we're going to be asking, I don't know if we're going to do that tonight or going forward, but the question somebody should be asking at some point is, is this something we should be looking at to, to meet some of these food desert areas in, in, in parts of Jacksonville? Yeah, that's what I want cool. to look at, well, too. Especially so. since it's such spread out area well, that's, in certain parts. Uh, well, there are there are parts of town where people do not have access to fresh, healthy food, and they have to go miles and miles to get it. And a lot of times they don't have the access to, to get there. Yeah, good, so, uh, good anyway, story. Looking forward to that. Coming up in 20 right. minutes, you better go take, better your, uh, take your marriage, your minivan, <laughs> and your 40-year-old face out of here on CBS <laughs> and 47 and Fox 30 tonight and get out of here. I'm being at the ESPN 690 on Fox. There's all the Pitbull fans out there. Uh, was a little rash what I just said, a little emotional. We talked about that today, Brent. I got a little emotional. It wasn't a, a, a rash discussion, and I want to apologize. Uh, my oh, oh, my no. thoughts do, do not reflect on the whole station of ESPN 690. That's your first proactive apology in months. Yeah. That's before the boss even emails, texts, or, oh, or I know. says, oh, has start closing their doors on us. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Is he hovering outside the studio oh, right now? He's, he's got his arms folded, shaking his head. Yeah, we have sure a lot of pit bull, pit bull sponsors out there. Oh. Oh, yeah. That are not going to be happy with your comment. All, all hundreds of those fans out there in the country. I'm <laughs> so Florida, worried about them. Florida is a sponsor of Pitbull, isn't it? <laughs> it might be. Okay, <laughs> well, come on, man. Already in 690. <laughs> Action News Jackson 5. That's all I'm saying. Bye. We'll be back. <laughs> See you, John Bachman. Check him out. CBS 47, Fox 30. And then tonight at 7 o'clock on Fox 30, Jaguars All Access. Calais Campbell and Josh Allen will be at Mellow Mushroom in Avondale. We'll have that for you as well. Uh, more to come on ESPN 690. I think we will do Ballin' and Fallin' in that shirt that you're wearing next. Okay. Brent Martineau. You see him every day on CBS 47, Fox 30, Action Sports Jack. Austin Lane. He's a former Jag star and current MMA fighter. Broadcasting live from the Anna Jar and Levine studio. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. Big Lindsay's good, fast, quick, cut, can take it to the house, runs inside, outside. I think you got to get people around him. 
makes a lot of people miss in space. Can make miss, you know, make the first guy miss. So need a lot of people around him to go. I think he's a he's a really good all around back. He catches well, runs inside, runs outside, breaks tackles. Um, a lot of respect for him. Really good football player. Oh, that's Philip Lindsay. Uh, the Denver Broncos, that's really Doug Marone talking about Philip Lindsay, the sensational uh, story from a year ago in the NFL uh, of the Denver Broncos. And what will he do? That's something the Jaguars have to be keen on now is the run game of the Denver Broncos, see if they can get it going uh, and then open up the passing game. The offense has really struggled with Joe Flacco. That offensive line has struggled a bit. Rhino Halloran yeah. told us about Bowles and uh, how he's been struggling with the penalties and now the sacks. So something that the uh, Jaguars defense can certainly feast on. More Jags talk in a little bit, including a Delaney Walker comment. They almost wondered if it was addressed to Jalen Ramsey. Not hmm. just him, but mm-hmm. you wonder if it had him in the back of the mind. So uh, bring that up during the 5 o'clock hour. That's coming up in just a little bit. But let's get to balling and falling right now. I'm going to start it off Hit because you got a shirt on. That we got to give so a little hard credit to. Be to. Humble. Yeah, Milwaukee so Brewers, humble, man. Bro. I mean, that is my balling because of Thank what you, happened man. last night. Gara deals and a bouncing ball. This is Spangenberg. And there it is. The Brewers will punch a ticket to the postseason for the second consecutive year. For the first time in 37 years, the Brewers are going to the playoffs in back-to-back seasons. How about that, man? They won again today. They're 18 of 20 now, man. 18 of 20. Yeah. Incredible. It's inexplicable. You lose Yelich, who's an MVP candidate, probably might even win the MVP. He's been unbelievable for two years. And just improbable, they go on this crazy run to end the year. You talk about playing good baseball, 18 of 20, and now they're in the postseason again. Good for you, man. I'm excited for you. Thank you very much. Well, make no mistake. I understand there's a lot of discrepancies right now. Who's going to NL MVP? There's a guy by the name of Bellinger out with the Dodgers right now. People are arguing for him to win it. And people want to say that Christian Yelich, you know, maybe deserves it as well. I think he does because, yes, he got hurt. Brent, he's out for the season, but he sacrificed himself. He felt that the team was, you know, going downhill a little bit. So he put it upon himself. (laughs) Brent, I'm not done talking. So he put it upon himself, and he sacrificed himself because he's that skilled of a hitter, Brent. We've seen him hit before. The guy can go yard anywhere in a stadium, left, right, in the middle, doesn't matter. So with that being said, Christian Yelich took it upon himself to fall ball uh, off his knee, to hit a fall ball off his kneecap on purpose so the team could feel inspired to win these ball games. And guess what? It's worked. Christian Yelich for MVP. Yeah, absolutely. That's the way it went down. By the way, the Twins continue. They win. I could have yeah. done balling for Rocco Baldelli, my man from Rhode Island. Yes. Uh, doing a great job in year one of the Minnesota Huckleberry Twins. Bet. Hashtag. And the Huckleberry bet now is in a place that I couldn't have asked anything more. Okay? Yeah. You, you've done your part, Brent. I know. They've done their part. Well, yeah, the but most, you, you've done your part in picking the teams, though. Knock on wood. Yeah. Okay? The Huckleberry bet, again, if you don't know about it, if you're just learning about it, Welcome. There was uh, this arrogant uh, other person okay. that I sometimes work with. Bringing, bringing some emotion into it. That's okay, said, though. Uh, hey, it's the Yankees, the Astros, the Indians, and the Red Sox, the only four teams that can go to the World Series in the American League. Yep. And I said, stop the car. <laughs> Hold the phone. Yes. So there was a challenge, a bet made. I was called endless names, including a Huckleberry. Even even by me. I mean, I didn't support this you decision at all. You did not support all. it no, at all. No, um, I thought you were a madman. I was on an island. Yes. Uh, Martin O'Land. Yes, Martin O'Land. Uh, and, well, 
here we are. Mm-hmm. Now, I still got some business to take care of. But all I want is a two-on-two game in yes. the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So the A's, the Rays, and the Twins are who I'm living by. Yes. And right now, the A's and the Rays have opened up a little bit of a lead on the Indians with three. I think the Indians have four games to go. So mm-hmm. I'm in decent shape. I'm not done yet. Yeah. But uh, go Rays, go A's, go Twins. Yeah. That's all I have to say. I need somebody to go to the World Series other than the Yankees and Astros and... I'm throwing a freaking parade. Yeah. If you think the Jags winning the Super Bowl is big, wait until you see how big a deal I make out of winning this Huckleberry <laughs> should. I, I want you to be the most arrogant person of all time. I just want to let you know. It's because, a three-hour show dedication. No one believed in you. Is right? there a town called Huckleberry you. somewhere? There's got to be. Well, if there uh, is, I'm I finding no it. There's got to be. And we're doing the show from there. <laughs> Done. Done. I'm, I'm so bad. being said, the Astros are really good. No, the Astros are really, <laughs> really good. good. But you know the Twins. So I think the way it's set up right now, Brent, right, it's the Twins and Yankees in the playoffs, right? They're going to play each other first? It or would not? be them, yeah. That, the only you other, talk about an exciting series, though. I know. The only other way that things would have worked out in my favor is if the Twins had been the top seed, because then I would have been guaranteed to get one of my teams. In the, yeah. Uh, or at least one of the Yankees or, or Astros eliminated. Sure. But I tell you, you know who's a you know who's a giant killer more so than the Twins. Hit me with the it. Twins. They've got some injuries now too, which is not mm-hmm. in their favor. But they can hit the heck out of it. And I'm always worried about teams that can just hit because that goes dormant for three days and you're done. You're home. True. But I tell you who's a giant killer and nobody wants to talk about is the Oakland A's. Yeah, they are not afraid of the Astros. Mm-hmm. I think they've won six out of eight against the Astros. They're not afraid of the Yankees. I don't know the numbers, but it feels like they beat the Yankees. Sure. The A's now. Don't Keep sleep on. on the A's. Well, I had them as my wild card team, so it's like making me look right. pretty good you, right you now. You got balling? Yeah, so balling. Uh, so last night, Brent, you know, Penn State volleyball is a pretty big deal in, in college sports, you know, in terms of the fan support. Very good. Yeah, I mean, Penn State's always been pretty dominant. Well, last night, um, the Penn State volleyball team did something different, and they did something called uh, a silent set, you know, kind of a play on words in volleyball. But basically what it, what it was is they have a team manager who is deaf, and they have a student athlete who's uh, who is I guess she has moderate hearing loss. So what they did is they handed out these programs, and instead of having the fans cheer, um, they had to remain quiet. So in order to cheer, they used sign language. You know, so all these programs they had, you know, like the proper sign for a kill, point, or applause, and they did that for the first nine points of their match last night. I thought it was a pretty cool thing. Um, very yeah, cool. So that was part of the, uh, it was called the, a silent set last night at Penn State. Very very cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. I don't know if this is balling or falling, but I'm gonna play it because we didn't get to it yesterday and you know i've never been uh, let's be admitted i'm not a huge believer in baker mayfield like so many others are not gonna uh, i've been campaigning from a lot lately and i'm and a lot of people did and by the way got I egg in my face dude well not really listen yeah. it's a story a lot, of, a lot of time left the, the thing i said about it more so than anything is just, can we just slow down it's the yeah. same thing i say about lamar jackson right now it's at one point yes last week he was 16 to 35 man Good point. i mean he's 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 a highlight reel he's fun to watch but Look, can we slow this thing down a little bit? Yeah. And that's all I say sometimes. I feel like we're putting guys in the Hall of Fame way too early uh, on some of these quarterbacks, from Deshaun Watson to uh, I think we tried to do it with Cam Newton, and ever since we tried to do it with Cam Newton, Cam Newton hasn't really done that much, been mm-hmm. hurt a lot of the time. So anyway, I just say easy, easy. Baker Mayfield's included in that list for me. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> Rex Ryan, it's, if you haven't seen the story, which you might have by now, but Rex Ryan just basically said he's way overrated, mm-hmm. which I kind of agree with. Rex Ryan to this point in his career, yeah. but it was a nice little comeback by uh, Baker Mayfield.
It's whatever. I mean, in the in the wise words of Freddie Kitchens, if you don't wear orange and brown, you don't matter. And Rex Ryan doesn't have any colors right now for a reason, so it's okay. <laughs> so someone's balling and someone's Rex, falling in this whole thing. Rex, you gonna take that? I want to hear a response. No, but he, hey, yeah. Rex Ryan is. Here's the deal. Rex Ryan is supposed to give opinions. That's his job. J- Jack Del Rio's new to this game. And Jack Del Rio he's doing came a great on, job, by and the way. he's doing a nice job, yeah. but I I think he'll even morph into stronger opinions yeah. on things. And sometimes that means you have to put yourself out there to criticize people. True. And Rex Ryan, is, he doesn't mind doing it, he embraces it. People love playing for Rex Ryan. Oh, I yeah. think David Garrard still says it was like his favorite coach he played for. The ultimate players coach. So, I... You, this is going to happen. Yeah. But I did like the response from Mayfield. No, it was great. But at the same time, we got to remember, like, listen, those are pretty strong words coming from Mayfield. You know, and I'm always on the philosophy, if, if you're the man, you can talk like the man. Well, right now, Baker, not really having a good season so far. I'm not saying don't be you, but uh, maybe don't want to get to you that much. You know, just say next question. Don't even let it bother you. Yeah, and that's not my Mayfield but, style. But, yeah, but, but that's not Mayfield style. <laughs> it really so, is. And, you know, and that's why people love him. That's why I respect him. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm a hypocrite, I guess. Yeah, the book's not real, written on Baker yeah. Mayfield. Hey, we'll real, get to uh, uh, it. It's real quick. Real quick. Yeah, yeah, real quick. So Orlando Magic put out a highlight video showcasing Markel Fultz in practice uh, with the heading. In case you're wondering what Markel's up to, check this out. It's a highlight video of him practicing basketball drills with music and everything. <laughs> hey, Orlando Magic, man. I don't know, like. Who cares? But it's practice. I We're know. talking about practice. Literally, it's him in a practice jersey, like dribbling and stuff. Did Delaney, but the hype is real. Did Delaney Walker call out Jalen Ramsey and 17 game schedule in the NFL? Are we headed there? That's still to come on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. You see him every day on CBS 47, Fox 30, Action Sports Jacks. Austin Lane. He's a former Jag star and current MMA fighter. Broadcasting live from the Anna Jar and Levine Studio. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. All right, welcome back. We're going to get into some of Delaney Walker's comments about really the athlete today, I think. He kind of called out. and But I wonder yeah. how much was to do with Baker Mayfield and how much to do with Jalen Ramsey even. And, mm-hmm. and, or am I reading too much into it? And anytime anybody says trade, I think Jalen Ramsey right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is certainly possible. Yeah. <laughs> certainly possible. 17-game season in the NFL. Do you like it? Should they go that way? How close are we to getting there? Uh, there's some indication that it could be on the table and possible uh, in the NFL. So we'll get to that part mm-hmm. of the story. But uh, let's waste no time as we begin the 5 o'clock hour and get right to the happy hour horn here on a Thursday edition of Action Sports Chats on ESPN 690. shot tip your star tenders and grab a pitbull cd and play it or throw it in the trash you know what that's your right to do as a consumer do whatever you want to do wow uh i was just going to say <laughs> i think bowlby should be playing at 
halftime of the Super Bowl. Let's do it. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not mad at that. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, Vita Delaware recently got a 94 rating. Vita Delaware, a locally owned tequila right here in Jacksonville. Uh, made in tequila, Mexico, shipped directly to Jack's Beach. Make your own recipes with Vita Delaware tequila, one of the smoothest tequilas you will ever taste. And by the way, Vita Delaware trying to help out their friends and our friends in the Bahamas. Help them raise money for Treasure Key Relief Fund and Hopetown Rising. If you go to VitaDelouis.com, 50% of all the merchandise will go to those funds. VitaDelouis.com. On the Facebook feed, we have some thoughts, including Austin Lane, turn around so I can see your handsome face. Who's that? It's probably my mom. Probably your mom. I know, right? Uh, I thought you were going to say that's another one Austin's writing for himself. That's <laughs> <laughs> another when I was talking to John, right? Because I'm... I'm Right now we're good, right? Yeah, right now you're good. You okay. must have been uh, turned away. I was talking to John. Uh, yeah. yeah, must have been. Okay. John Bachman uh, when he was in. And you can watch him on CBS 47 and Fox 30. All right, check this out. Uh, Delaney Walker said this in the Titans locker room this week. I think it was yesterday. Yeah. Uh, but it was tweeted out. And take a listen. Yeah, when I came in the league in 2006, I know that's a long time ago, um, the atmosphere was a lot different. You know, we were one and two, it would be pissed off guys walking around here, calling guys out, team meeting without the coaches. But today's football, it's a lot different. A lot of these guys can't take that. A lot of these guys don't like to be called out. They want to fight or they want to be traded. And it's, it's that's pretty much where we're going today with this game. It's, as you can see, the rule changes and everything is just different. Wow, that's Delaney Walker, uh, Titans tight end. And, and by the way, breaking news here, we both had no idea that Delaney Walker has been in the NFL since 2006. 2006. That's insane. I was a senior in high school, Brent. Well, I was not. But well, yeah, I'm just saying. That's 13. It does not feel like he's been playing for that long. And like no. you said, he's played really well the last few years. I know he had the injury last yeah, year, yeah. but he's played well at the tail end of it or the back part yeah. of his career well, from a production standpoint. And whenever I played, you know, he was he's always the game wrecker. I mean, that was the guy that you had a game plan around because he was a talented individual. So I had no idea that he's been around uh, for that long. Well, how about so I'm those sure thoughts? I'm sure he's seen a lot. I, yeah. I thought, when I heard this quote mm-hmm. from Delaney Walker, I thought of, well, first of all, I thought Jalen, was he talking about Jalen Ramsey, guys like that? Was he talking about uh, being one and two and, and asking well, for a trade? I mean, was he specifically yeah. talking about Ramsey? I mean, I don't know if I go that far. I think a lot of it's frustration because, you know, Delaney Walker is a very outspoken individual. He They played against Cleveland. They, they whooped Cleveland, and Delaney Walker was like, you know, we didn't, we, we are who they thought they were. We didn't, yeah. you know, give him all this problem circumstance. Exactly. So uh, he's a very outspoken guy, and I think a lot of it's stemming from frustration maybe. Maybe some guys in the locker room. Maybe it's his kind of like it's his like passive-aggressive way to get some of those guys on the same page and to kind of rebound a little bit. Whether he's talking directly to Jalen Ramsey or not, uh, I, I don't. I wouldn't put too much into that. But um, it, it's on the forefront of everything. No, so he mentioned I, I one and two. He mentioned trade. He mentioned it, yeah. kind of that whole attitude thing. I think because Ramsey's been in the spotlight, I'm assuming maybe he brought that up because that's the topic of the day in the NFL. Whether he's trying to hammer no, Ramsey or not, no, for I sure. think it's kind of on the forefront of everything. Yeah, you know. And listen, I, I get where Delaney Walker's coming from. Um, how many Super Bowls has Delaney Walker played in, though? You know? I mean, like, I think if he has the opportunity... And listen, th- th- there's something to be said, because I think he's spent all his time in Tennessee, right? I don't think he's ever been anywhere else. I don't think he's been anywhere else. I think exactly. Tennessee, so, yeah. I mean, that's that's very telling right there, right? Like, he, he's loyal to Tennessee, um, which is very admirable. You know, you don't see that a lot in any kind of sport. So, that's admirable from, from Delaney Walker's standpoint. But, 
you know, to be fair, I mean, how happy is Delaney Walker right now? I think if he had an opportunity to go play for the Patriots or go play for a Super Bowl contender, he would definitely do that, you know? So, um, I, I get what he's saying. Yes, the times have changed because he's, he's seen, he's been at the forefront of that playing since 2006. So he's seen a lot of guys come and go. And then the landscape is changing a little bit, but I don't think he's calling out anybody per se, but. I'm sure it's a little bit of a frustration thing from his standpoint. Well, okay, so take away the Ramsey, take away the Mayfields of the world, take away anybody he's, he might be even yeah. acknowledging or talking to, or maybe it's his own teammates. Yeah. But does he have a point overall about the NFL? I mean, is it you're not in a locker room anymore, so I yeah. guess it's a even you now that you've been out for a little bit. You, but you have talked about on this show several times that you even saw things change from 2010 to 2014 to a degree. So. Uh, is is he right? I mean, we're in a world where players protect players. Yeah, players don't call out other players this day and age very often at no. all. It's all the players and let's stick together and band together and especially going forward into this next next uh, CBA. Everything is usually player protection when it comes to what you hear them say. This one, he kind of called out today's athlete a little bit in the NFL. I mean, he kind of basically said, hey, if you're one and two or if you're one and three and your season's kind of going awry, you really don't go. Uh, you know, balls to the wall to fix this thing yeah. or, or take any means necessary to fix this thing. You kind of just keep going and, and hope that it works out. Yeah. You know, I mean, I had my come to term uh, moment where it was like, yeah, I'm way too old for this locker room right now. When it was during the offseason in Chicago and uh, I had control of the boom box. So I was playing some outcasts and I was playing uh, I was playing uh, an Pitbull. album called. No, absolutely not. I was playing outcast and it was Stankonia. And uh, it was like from like the 2000s. That's that was back when, you know, I was like in middle school, I think, is when that album came out. And I was playing that. And uh <laughs> Uh, a younger guy, I forgot who it even was, but a younger guy comes up to me, he's like, dang, man, who's this? I'm like, oh, it's Outcast. He's like, oh, is this stuff new? I'm like, no, no, this couldn't be anything more than new. Like, this is the exact opposite of new. This is actually, you know, vintage. This is, this is from my day. And like, at that moment, I'm like, wow, I, I can't even relate to my teammates on a, like a music level. You know, it's crazy to me. But yeah, so getting back to Delaney Walker's standpoint, though, yes, Brenda, the game has changed. And you see that with the rules, especially. Right. And I think it snowballed kind of after the rule changes, because when I was a rookie, that was kind of like the last season where the quarterbacks could, you know, get hit, basically. Like, even if you read all my comments, what was it? It was like, I'm trying to hurt the quarterback as much as possible, because back then that was the thing. Like, you know, you could cause pain on somebody and not get in trouble for it. Well, let's flash, flash forward now to 2019. And, you know, if, if you if you put all your body weight on a quarterback, mm-hmm. you, you're getting a flag, you're getting a penalty, you're getting fined. You're losing some of your paycheck for putting your whole body weight on a quarterback. This is football, man. Come on. So. I get, I get what Delaney Walker's saying there, and I'd be frustrated as hell too if I had to go through that. Uh, but, you know, it's like I always say, Brent, it's just, it's just the way that the times are changing, and you can say it's for the bad or for the good, you know, like from the NFL standpoint, yeah, they changed the rules. Do you know why? Because offense, uh, puts butts in the seats. People want to see touchdowns. Um, there's a small majority that, that want to see sacks and turnovers and things like that, but if the NFL has it their way, they're trying to promote the touchdowns because that's what you know pays the bills. So I get the business standpoint as well. Yeah, I, I think what's fascinating to me is what we always talk about in the locker room, what maybe is one of the most uh, uh, impressive, fascinating, 
whatever the word you want to use, views on a locker room in the 53 backgrounds is everybody's different. Correct. You know, uh, you know, from from race to political beliefs to how they were raised, uh, how they grew up, their core values, all that. There's even there's some sometimes there's conversations about like you know like religion, like it's brought up yeah, sometimes in a locker too. room. So like, all, it's crazy. Yeah. All these different beliefs, yeah. and some just like any workplace, or if you go near the water cooler, or you can tell someone's more passionate about one thing than the other, or really hardcore, and you're like, get yeah. me out of this conversation. You know, so there's all those different things going on. Mm-hmm. But I think it's 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 pretty wild to hear Delaney Walker talk, and as a vet, and maybe he has... See, it sounds like from Delaney Walker's point of view, there's a loyalty and a no-nonsense approach. So loyalty to the team, loyalty Which to the been, league, obviously. and a no-nonsense approach. To, it's all about wins, and that's it. It's cut and dry. Mm-hmm. Like, you can take all your branding. You can take all your contract talk. You can take all your everything else. And, yeah, good for you. Hopefully you get it. We all want to do well, and we, we want to make a nice living. But at the end of the day, I get in this to win. Yeah, and I think that's where maybe things have changed a little bit, right? I agree. And now we're starting to see it a little bit. And and by the way, this isn't necessarily me hammering that. We've talked about this at length, especially with the Ramsey situation in the last week. That hey, this is a sport that is violent. Mm-hmm. Your career is short. You, although the rest of us might not like it, sometimes you might have to look out for number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I'll continue to say there's a time and place for it, and I'm not necessarily agreeing with Ramsey's timing of the whole thing, but. I think that's even of all these different things that happen in a locker room. I think there's probably a number of players that believe in it's all about winning and that's it. And everything well, else will take care of itself. And I'm not worried about all those other things, especially from September to whenever I'm done playing. And then there's this other view of I'm a star mm-hmm. and I've got a branding capability and potential to cash in on right now. I'm not saying either one's wrong, but it might even be a different view inside the locker room. No, I agree. And I guess you could say I'm from the old school approach because I I agree with you on this, Brent, where, listen, I'll take you back to 2013 when we had Mike Malarkey here, uh, his first year as an NFL coach, and we had a horrible season. It it was probably the worst season I was ever a part of, not from necessarily his coaching standpoint, just we weren't winning games. You know what I mean? We were 2-14. and Uh, Try playing a full season, win two games, and see what that does to your demeanor, what that does to your ego but i was depressed and i was covering there we go and listen by the time we got to week seven week eight we saw the writing on the wall we knew what was up and we even we had this conversation in a quote-unquote players only meeting and we said listen either we start winning games or we're all gone yeah there may be a pro bowler here or a superstar here that's going to stay because maybe he has you know he has earned his stripes and you know they need leadership but the majority of us we're going to be gone because if we don't win games, it doesn't matter what you're doing on Twitter. It doesn't matter all this crap. If you don't win games, you're gone. And guess what? That's what happened. Everybody was gone. And um, if you look back to it, Brent, from that season, from that 2012 season, well, we'll call it 2013 as well, uh, till now, only Avery Jones is left mm. from the guys that I've, I've shared a locker room with. Avery, Avery Jones is the only guy left on the Jacksonville Jaguars that I shared a locker room with. It was a real-life purge. Yeah, exactly. But is it coincidence the fact that they didn't win a lot of games when I left even after that and all of a sudden everybody's gone? No coincidence at all. Now, yeah, there's some players still playing in the league, but I'm saying only Avery Jones is left, and that's a direct correlation where if you don't win football games, it doesn't matter how many Twitter followers you have. It doesn't matter all this stuff. For the most part, unless you're a bona fide superstar, you're not going to have a job. I think my curiosity there is when you had that players-only meeting, 
and you might not even realize this then. Yeah. But if you had that players only meeting back in 2012 and you guys are two and six at the time or whatever it's, it might have been, yeah, it one and seven. Right the season. And, and whenever it was. Yep. And if you looked around that room and you had people that you could kind of tell like, were just distraught at being one and seven or two and six or, or whatever. Yeah. And then you had other people that probably were like already kind of checked out. Yeah. Or you just know they're worried about me, me, me and not really what the record indicates or says, whether that's a smart thing or not. But the bottom line is with 53 guys in a locker room. Yeah. There are some of both. No, you're absolutely right, Brent. But to go back to that, that time though, and yes, some guys played for the glory. Some guys played for the Super Bowls. I mean, I, I've discussed that a couple of times on this show. But anytime, you know, you're whatever, you're one in six, whatever, one in seven, um, you're basically getting your ass kicked every single week. Uh, NFL players are a lot of things that play for different reasons, but every guy in an NFL locker room, they have pride and they have an ego. And when you go out every single week and you get beat and you lose, that damages your pride and that damages your ego. So from that standpoint, yeah, maybe guys were – a little selfish saying, well, whatever, I'm going to be out of here. But guys are still upset. You know, like, and there was a narrative where, like, well, they don't care. You know, like, they show up, they get their paycheck, and they don't care. No, I'm, I'm, I'm here to tell you, regardless of how we looked on the field during 2012, guys cared. Guy, guys put their heart and soul into trying to put out a winning product. Now, yeah, we didn't do that. But it's not fair to say, well, those guys didn't care, you know, and I think, like you said, Brent, whether it's a selfishness, whether it's, you know, guys team first, whatever the thing is, everyone in that locker room's got pride and everyone's got a little bit of an ego or else we wouldn't be to the you know, NFL and from the first place. So from that standpoint, uh, everyone's ego got a little damaged that year. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and, you know, that's why I always say this. See, fans, when you get blown out, whether it's on national TV or not, you lose 31 to 10. What is the first thing a fan says on social media, uh, in a grocery store, at a water cooler? They quit. They quit. The effort was bad. It's, I would say it's oh, 1% yeah. of the time that. See, if yeah. I was a player, you talk about all the things that, that drive me nuts about sure. what people say. That one would drive me nuts more than anything else. Yeah. And and, and, I, and as a former player, I appreciate you hearing hearing you say that, Brent, because, I mean, listen, we're here in the locker room, you know, like, and I'm, I'm sure it's even worse now than when I played. Like, obviously, we had our ears to the ground a little bit. We knew what the outside world was saying about us, especially the own, uh, media in Jacksonville. We, we, knew, we knew what the narratives were, and we heard that all the time. You know, we quit here, we quit there. No. You know, maybe maybe guys are exhausted, guys are fatigued, but they don't playing quit. hurt. Yeah, playing hurt. Um, yeah, nursing some kind of injury. But the last thing that guys are doing is when they get in the huddle, whether it's on offense or defense, they're not going, "Hey, you know what we should do? Let's just quit, man. Forget it, dude. Let's just." Yeah, of course the world may be watching. Of course, maybe our 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 play is going to dictate our future, and what we put on film will dictate if we have another job in the future or not. That's okay. Let's just go ahead and quit a little bit. I've never been a part where that's happened. I don't think there's ever been a team in the history of the NFL who had a huddle like that and said, you know what, for this next couple of series, let's just go ahead and quit and lay it in. No, that's not, that's not how the game works. That's not how the NFL works. Yeah, like you said, too prideful for that. Now, the yeah. only one thing I'll allow in there to creep in sometimes is, is there 100% focus with what True. else is going on, whether mm -hmm. it is distractions, whether it's a losing season, whether it's you're in your playbook as much as you should have been on a Thursday yeah. that you would have been two months earlier when you were two and two. I, I'd allow that to creep in. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean quitting on the football field and effort-wise. And I think it's always interesting to hear that narrative when teams get blown out. Yeah. And then when the coach comes out and talks the next day, because that would drive the coach absolutely nuts if they did quit on him, right? Oh, yeah. And so you yeah, always yeah. hear it. It's a lot of yeah. times be like, hey, we played with effort. We just played like. 
you know what. Exactly. And, uh, and we know what word Doug Marone would use. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when we come back, 17-game season in the NFL, do you like it? As a former player, would you sign up for it? The yeah. CBA's coming up. You be the NFLPA. All right. I'll be the owners. Oh, let's do I it. I got a lot of money. <laughs> I like this situation. It's next on ESPN 690. Hey, it's Dan Lebitard from the Dan Lebitard Show with Stugatz. You're listening to Action Sports, Jax, with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. In my perfect mind, dream world scenario, Tom Brady's my quarterback. I'm out wide. Deion Sanders is one-on-one with me. Last play of the game, we're inside the 20-yard line. I run an in-out-in to the corner of the end zone, catch it on Deion from Tom Brady with two feet, tap toe. Tiptoe out the door. Hello. <laughs> Snoop Okay. I thought it was Randy Moss for a second. Hey, you know, Honestly. I, I said the same thing to Scott. I was like, is oh, this really? Randy Moss? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was Randy Moss. Snoop Dogg, uh, as Josh Scobie would say, is a fan of like every team in the NFL. Yeah. Just depends what week it is. Um, Snoop Dogg or Pitbull at oh, the dude, Super Bowl? Snoop Dogg, come on. It's not even close. Mm-hmm. You, you want to hear a quick funny Randy Moss story? Yeah. So when I uh, played in Jacksonville, you know, we played Tennessee every single year in Tennessee. Well, I went to Murray State. So Murray State in Kentucky, it's about a two-hour drive to Nashville. So when I played in Tennessee, a lot of my friends from Murray State would come watch me play. Um, we mentioned Delaney Walker a little bit. Well, yeah, Delaney Walker was the game wrecker, right? He was the guy you had to plan for. He was the guy that was going to beat you, um, that the Titans were going to beat you back then. Well, that and Chris Johnson, obviously, too. But uh, more Delaney Walker in the past game. Well, I think this is back in, like, 2011 when we played in Nashville. And uh, after the game, my friends are there, and, you know, we're all saying what's up. We, we got beat, obviously, so I was kind of bummed about that. But one of my friends goes, dude, did you talk to Randy Moss? I'm like... No, why would I talk to Randy Moss? He's like, well, you, you shared the field with him. Why didn't you talk to Randy Moss? I'm like, what are you talking about? Dude, I had no idea that Randy Moss was on Tennessee Titans when we played him. Because like, I mean, uh, to be fair, he was like I'm deep on the depth chart. Yeah. But as far as like the game plan goes, or maybe it was just like it was one of the last games of the season. Wasn't really checking the scouting report. But I had no idea that I played against Randy Moss until one of my friends told me. Well, in fairness to you, it's not like you would have been covering him. Yeah, exactly. Thank you very much, Brad. But uh, that is a little surprise. I'm almost surprised that you wouldn't take a look at the roster anyway to see if you know anybody on the team, yeah. all those things, and it would jump out at you. Yeah. I but, mean, like, I checked the depth chart, but like I said, I don't think Randy Moss is, like, starting back in those days. But, so. Austin, who's to say Randy Moss isn't an MMA fan, and he's checking fight stats and fight reports now, and he's going, oh, man, Austin Lane, I shared the field with that guy. You know what? I'm sure he is, Scott, and I appreciate that. My ego just got boosted up a little bit, and I think that's what he's doing. I appreciate because you see who had the courage to go into the octagon and who doesn't. Exactly. Uh, good call. <laughs> hey, by the way, you see uh, Antonio Brown and Eric Weddle getting into it on Twitter. Oh, man. This is Should a, I do a breakdown of this or not? No. <laughs> what, I mean, they're basically just going back and forth with each other. Antonio Brown, get off social media. I yeah. guess he's got a lot of time on his hands. He does have a lot of time on his hands. Well, at one point um, in the conversation says, hey, man, I got to go. I got a game to get ready yeah, for. <laughs> uh, just, just to be truthful, first of all, we can't call him A.B. anymore because A.B. is his football name, as he clarified for the Weddle conversation. So I guess we have to call him Antonio. Um, 
yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. Like, for, I'm not going to break it down. If you want to check it out, go on Twitter, go on wherever and check that conversation out. But it's, uh, it's weird to say the least. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, Antonio Brown not doing himself any favors with this whole beef with Eric Weddle right yeah, now. Certainly doesn't seem to. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, by the way, on a, uh, on the uninterrupted podcast once again. Remember last yeah. week? That's where we got some more details. Yep. Uh, and by the way, I'm a big fan of these kind of, um, players, Platforms, sure. I'm I'm taking note of that then, Brent. Well, no, like, well, the Players Tribune. Yeah, yeah. And uninterrupted, I think is a LeBron James thing, if I'm not mistaken. I believe okay. he owns uninterrupted. Mm-hmm. And Derek Jeter is a big player in the Players Tribune. Oh, yeah. But Burleson had Red Ramsey on before. Though, yeah, too, and Burleson's about one the of the hosts thing. on the on yeah. the podcast. He might host it all the time. I, I don't listen to. It. I'm not super familiar with it, but yep. I know this is back to back weeks, and I know Burleson was really. Uh, complimentary of Ramsey and his uh, truthfulness on the podcast, sharing yep. some of the stories about the Doug Marone incident and everything else. And so it shed a little light last Thursday on the situation with Tom Coughlin. That's when the storyline, by the way, the uninterrupted podcast is when the storyline shifted from, is this a Doug Marone, Jalen Ramsey beef yep. to a Tom Coughlin beef? Mm-hmm. That's when it started to shift. So that being said, he went on it again. And today said, and I'm a quote and actually John Reed uh, from the Florida Times Union who listened to it. I have not had a chance to listen to it, so I'll give John the credit. Uh, released a few minutes ago, the second straight week says he has had the flu and threw up four times, had to go to doctor and get IVs. Ramsey on Interrupted Podcast, quote, I had to take all type of medicine, eat chicken noodle soup, and do all the remedies I could, end quote. Uh, Ramsey on Interrupted Podcast again on being sick. Quote, that wasn't fake. People can get a mixed view or a screwed view on the players or the organization or whoever during tough times like this. That's why I tried to keep it all positive. So that's what he said. That's the latest words uh, from Jalen Ramsey on the sick stuff from this week. Uh, All right. Last thought to get to um, in this segment. 17 games or no for the NFL. Obviously, we're coming up on negotiations. In fact, there's already been negotiations going on. And it'll come down to money at the end of the day. Salary cap players want it to go up. They want more piece of the pie. Uh, I think they want uh, medicinal marijuana usage in the league. No more testing on that. That would be allowed, I think. Uh, How... The depths of that, I'm not really sure, but you know, at least uh, the headline will say something like that. Well, I think either that or an alternative to opiates. We'll, we'll call it like that. And there are a lot of things on the table. I'm just trying to point out some of the, the big the talking ones. points. Mm-hmm. And one of the talking points has always been, will they go to an 18-game regular season and a two-game preseason? Well, the preseason has never been more undervalued, undervalued by the players and the coaches and the organizations themselves than it has been in the last couple of years. The Rams didn't play anybody on offense. They went to the Super Bowl. This year, <laughs> nobody seemed to play anybody yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, some did. But it, the overall look would be like nobody played in the preseason. Mm-hmm. Nobody that was going to start. Heck, the Jags hardly played anybody in the preseason. Uh, just the one game, really. So the latest on the table, at least according to reports, is that while the 18 and 2 would be a challenge, the proposal on the table from the owners is an expanded regular season to 17 games that could eliminate preseason games in their entirety. So then. The NFL Players Association is not interested in expanded season, especially without a significant increase in its percentage of the revenue, which would make sense. Uh, this is from Adam Schefter. So. Uh, 
as I continue to read this part, just to make sure about the preseason, I don't know if there's any more development on that. It doesn't look like there's any more details from the preseason point of view. But just the 17 games in general, mm-hmm. is it too much for the NFL? Could players slide to a 17th game, especially if it means eliminating some of the preseason and more dollars in their paycheck? Is this a role-playing thing now where I'm the NFLPA and you're the owners? Well, it technically is because I know you always side with the players, so oh, it's like you're on the NFLPA <laughs> The difference here is I don't always side with the owners. Okay, man. But sometimes I have to play that card just to dispute you. Okay, rightfully said. So I guess this is kind of role play. Okay. Even though it's reality for you. (laughs) This is my life every single day. (laughs) Well, let me ask you this then. Uh, Who are you? You Jerry Jones? You Shad Khan? Uh, I'll be Shad Khan. Don't I like be Shad Khan, yacht. man, because I, I respect Shad Khan too much. I don't want to come Matt, Who do you want me to be? Who do you hate? Jerry uh, Jones? Uh, I don't mind. Just be – we're going to call you Cash Money Martin. If you don't okay? mind, I'd rather be Jerry Jones and Robert Kraft at, this year. <laughs> Good call. Good call That's for sure. Great call. I mean, listen prior, to to the, prior to this year, I would have probably taken the Kraft. I don't, I don't want to make false accusations, but I bet Robert Kraft listened to Pitbull. Okay, <laughs> so I'm, I'm just going to call you Cash it, Money Martin. He's a Meek Mill guy. Uh, he is a Meek Mill guy, too. Respect I just dropped Meek Mill here on I can't Sports believe on ESPN 6. Yeah, that was insane. Um, <laughs> listen, whoever, whichever owner you are, I'll just call you Cash Money Martino. You guys preach that the NFL, the biggest thing that's the most important to owners, and the shield is what? Taking care of your players. Mm-hmm. So please explain. Safety. So, thank you. So please explain to me how adding an extra regular season game does that for players. How does adding an extra regular season game um, incorporate player safety? Uh, <laughs> well, if we eliminate preseason games, which is part of this report, mm-hmm. that's going from 20 games to 17 games in theory. But in theory, then, wouldn't we have more harder practices because, you know, coaches got to see the film, so maybe there's some more scrimmages. Maybe there's some more inter-team uh, practice with other teams because, you know, that's how you get your good reps or whatever. And we, let's be honest, we've been to those inter-team, inter-squad practices, and those are a lot more intense than just training with your own teammates. So, once again, my question to you, uh, Mr. Owner, sir, is how does this help the brand? How does this help the biggest initiative of player safety? Mediator? Uh, Stuart Weber here to jump in. Uh, my question was going to be, so if we're not going to have preseason games, are you talking like six weeks of training camp practices? I don't know. Still? There's no details. I don't understand. Yeah. Like, There's a line in here. I didn't realize that. I thought it was going to yeah. be 17 and 3. But there's a line in here that says could eliminate preseason oh, games in their entirety. I mean, they so, don't play one in college. But, okay, so back to the player safety part. Mm-hmm. What I believe should happen and needs to happen in the player safety part of this, and I'm not necessarily saying guys won't play 17 games, yeah. but I do think they need to expand the rosters. So we need to expand I rosters like in the NFL, which also would mean paying more people, which means more money for players, more opportunity for players, and more money into the CBA pool, the NFLPA pool, okay. if you will. So if you're like going that. to play 17 games, by the way, there's two things. And sometimes you have to decide on this. And this is the game you play. And sometimes you have to decide on this just to even play in the NFL, 16 games, 18 games, whatever games. But you have to decide between do you want the ability to make good money and put things at risk, including your safety? Yeah. Or is it all about safety and less money? And I think that's what's going to have to come down to the players union. And they'll have to ask themselves that mm-hmm. is a 17th game worth the risk of this much more in my paycheck, whatever that is. And while 18 games seems a little bit much, for some reason in my mind, 17 doesn't sound like that much more. 
I don't like how unround it is. 16 is just such a nice round number. And how are you going to play the quarters of the season if you have 17? And one other thing, by the way, in this, they'll probably include two by. I would say, would you include two by? So expanded rosters, more from a player safety standpoint, I will argue, potentially no preseason games. Which could lead to harder practices, all that stuff. But right yeah. now, it's not. So let's just say no preseason games, even though nobody's playing in them. But uh, I think the idea that you would have two bye weeks could help. Expanded rosters could help from a player safety standpoint. And then non-player safety is the dollars involved. Yeah, I think so. The biggest problem, though, going forward with this, and we heard the rumors where if they go with an 18-game season, you might see where... It was required where starters had to sit out for like two games. Yeah, Remember yeah, that yeah. whole thing, yeah. which is I think that's, that's odd. That's yeah, very that odd. Confusing. Then, well, because then yeah, imagine like being a fan of whoever uh, the the Green Bay Packers playing tonight. Imagine like you go to see Aaron Rodgers. Oh. Aaron Rodgers isn't suiting up tonight because the Packers are exercising their option to sit him for one of two games, you know? So that's kind of a weird thing. I, I just don't see that I don't happening. like that at all, by the way. I've done yeah. that before because the NBA, it does happen. Works with 82 games. And, and like you buy tickets to watch LeBron James go play in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not because I like Orlando, but I want to go see LeBron James and take the kids. And, yeah. and you're sitting there, and it's a back-to-backer, and you're like, oh, gosh, I hope he doesn't sit this game out. Sure. I hope he doesn't sit this game out. So I don't like that at all. So the, the point that you brought up with the rosters is an interesting idea. Idea, and I actually agree with that. But the problem with this whole CBA coming out next year and the problem with them wanting an extra game or two games or whatever it is, is the fact that the players in the NFLPA, they already want more money. All right. Like that's probably the top thing. They yeah. want more piece of the pie. So for the NFL owners to come out and propose, OK, we'll give you more of the pie, but you have to play an extra game. They're going to counter with, oh, no, no, no. You, you, you must have got it twisted. Forget the game. We're getting more pieces of the pie regardless of how many games are being played. Yeah. We don't care about an extra game. We're getting more pieces of the pie. And if we don't get more pieces of the pie, then we're setting out. Like That's that's kind of the the landscape that I'm starting to gather now with this whole CBA thing where you can go ahead and push an extra game for, you know, and the players make an extra paycheck, but they're going to get more money regardless. So I feel like um, as far as the NFLPA is concerned, on the list of concerns of, you know, more uh, regular season football games, that's at the very bottom of the list. A lot of talk about pie, and I'm not mad about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm really – what I think is a little bit confusing is the – the preseason part of this because mm-hmm. I've seen multiple reports now and some say some mention the no preseason others don't some say still the two or three games of the preseason but I think that's that's kind of a moot point in this more so it's more about the regular season games and there's also an idea that maybe the playoffs would expand by a week as well yeah so you would get more teams into the playoffs so again more interest much like the wild card right sure what we're dealing with right now in baseball that's been very effective but if you add a couple more teams to the mix and the other thing is, maybe this is where the no preseason comes into play, even from the owner's perspective, because that's one to two games for a home team, which is a big gate, and people are paying for it no matter what right now. Uh, but the legalized gambling of the sport creates added revenue. And the one one extra game, the revenue that well, might create yeah. for everybody involved, for the NFL, the billions of dollars, well, that would wash away the preseason potentially that already ticks people off that they have to pay top dollar to go to a game that nobody's playing. And if I'm the NFLPA, like and you mentioned, Brent, extending the rosters, 
I'm for that, right? Like that's good for the players. That's yeah. good for. I think they should do that regardless. But, to be honest with you. Yeah, me. but the problem with canceling the preseason is then how do the teams evaluate the talent? Because a lot of teams, their scouting department, when they're trying to you know fulfill the roster and sign those you know guys that got cut, they watch the preseason games. You can't watch your opponents practice film and go garner like oh this guy's pretty good let's sign him if he gets cut by this team you can't do that and i don't know how you'd approach that situation because you're not going to let teams trade practice film with each other because then you're giving away your secrets right where the preseason footage is the only footage that you have to go off of in evaluating talent that you want to possibly may or may not sign so from that perspective i don't understand how you evaluate the talent um of like the first year guy that's a really good call yeah, I, I don't know the answer to that. Uh, I didn't really think well, about that part of it. Yeah. But I think from a I, you you talk about it from another team's perspective. Sure. I think from their own team perspective, I think they'd have to just take what they get in practices and see and see how that might translate and guesstimate. Mm-hmm. But I think your point is right on. I don't know if they've never played in a football game. How do you know whether to pick up a guy or I not? I mean, the, the only solution <laughs> would be to trade practice film with, and, with other teams. and You don't want to do that. Yeah. And some guys shine under those lights a little more than they do on the practice field. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, some don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you want to be able True. to see We've that. Seen, We've yeah. seen both. So yeah. that's fascinating. I mean, yep. we'll see where it goes. Again, at the end of the day, it's all about dollars. I yes. do think, not to put the players on the back burner here, mm-hmm. I do think if you could say everybody's going to be safe and everybody's going to be happy, and I know that's not the game, the way yeah. it works. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying if everybody's going to be safe, everybody's going to be happy, everybody and their brother would vote for get rid of those damn preseason games and let's add more regular season and sure let's expand the playoffs and let's see more real football Mm -hmm. so there is that uh that's more beneficial from a league-wide standpoint from an interest standpoint from the fan perspective again i have season tickets i pay the same amount for a game in august where nobody plays or maybe they play a series or two as i do for a game in december that might determine if the jags go to the postseason or not yeah that's a that's an odd model it doesn't seem to work for the fans. I know I have at least one friend who said, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to renew my season tickets because I'm tired of paying for preseason games. Yeah, and I think the I think the owners have the message, and I think the players and coaches have helped send the message, not just from the fans, but they've said it in the last couple of years by not playing anybody. Yeah. But I do think one thing about all this that we kind of agreed about, I think they need to expand rosters, whether they go to 16, 17, 18 games, doesn't matter. I think we're seeing everybody get hurt. And why not give more opportunity? Yeah, we're going to cost the owners a little bit more money. But I think they should expand rosters in general. And not to 85, but Mm -hmm. let's add some more spots and groom more people to play and maybe divvy up more playing time if it warrants it so you can protect the players and protect your team. Because the way you start a football season, nobody survives a football season anymore as a team, as a collective unit. And we saw it right here in Jacksonville. That thing went to pieces last year. Now, that was an outlier with how many injuries, but still, you can beat three and Look one. Look at the Eagles this year. The Eagles are going through that right now. Well, and a lot of teams aren't because they're quarterbacks. I mean, you can't yeah. lose your quarterback whether you have 80 players on a roster or 40. True. But sometimes you go three and one or five and two and you start losing some key pieces and maybe nobody talks about them. It's your left tackle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a tight end that you rely on blocking or, or pass catching. Nobody's really talking about it, but internally you're like, man, that hurt our football team a lot. And how do you correct it in the middle of the season? Well, sometimes you can't because you just don't have enough players ready to go. Yeah, uh, I think they could expand players regardless of uh, how many games they play. All right, we'll take a timeout. One more to go. When we come back, we're going to get to stay in your lane. How about that?
Let's do it. We'll stay in your lane. Uh, coming up on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Friendly reminder, when this show ends in 15 minutes, I am headed over to Mellow Mushroom in Avondale, and you should too. Jaguars All Access tonight. Josh Allen, Calais Campbell on the show. We'll talk Jags, 7 o'clock on Fox 30. But come on out to Mellow Mushroom in Avondale. And stay with us right here on ESPN 690. Stay in your lane. Up next. Brent Martineau. You see him every day on CBS 47, Fox 30, Action Sports Jack. Austin Lane. He's a former Jag star and current MMA fighter. Broadcasting live from the Anna Jar and Levine studio. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. Hey, we have to give away some Guns N' Roses tickets. Scott reminded me. Good man. I kind of forgot. I mean, don't get it twisted. I'll take them if nobody wants them. Well, I got to at least try to give them away. We'll find out if nobody wants them or not. But I'm sure somebody <laughs> will want them. It's uh, Tuesday, right? October 1st. At the yes, arena. sir. Very good. Gave away a couple yesterday. Give away a couple today and tomorrow here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. All right. You, you, used, uh, you used a score from one of your golf holes. I know. I'm trying the to, way you did it. I'm trying to go with a different uh Ended up tactic. being a four. It was a four. That was a par. Yeah. Good call, guys. What do you like today? I was going to say you could do one of mine, but then Scott would have to wait a while as he answered call after call after call there to might, get to the numbers might I might not posted. be that many people in Jacksonville. There really probably aren't. Mm-hmm. There was nothing over an eight on the scorecard. That you put down. That I put down. Cheater. <laughs> uh, Weber it's a, plays golf with a pencil. It's a mo- ah. it's a modified Weber scoring system. <laughs> yes, it is. It's like stable Winter bird, rules. But better. Yes. Winter yeah. rules. Uh, all right, let's just simply do. How about caller six? Okay. Scott doesn't like that. Shaking yeah, his six, head. Six is fine. <laughs> Call six. <laughs> one. Good. Scott's like one. One. Star star six ninety is the number, or nine zero four three six two nine nine zero one. Win yourself some Guns and Roses tickets uh, Tuesday night at Veterans Memorial Arena. All right, stay in your lane, man. What you got? Oh, you're putting me on the up. spot. I wasn't put on the spot. You've had two days to stay in well, your dude, lane. Was, you slept on I this one. I was trying to look up that guy from Napoleon Dynamite, where Uncle Rico, like what he's been in for his like his movie career. Spoiler alert: Not much. Not that much. Well, he was in Taken Two and Three. Uh, you said Napoleon Dynamite was an independent film? I believe so. It wasn't like a big... Yeah, I think yeah. it was independent. Yeah. Okay, anyways. That's his claim to fame, and well, that was about it. Well, dude, I mean, to be fair, though, he's still doing the gig, so good for him. I'll tell you what, it took Jacksonville by storm today that yep. Uncle Rico was here. Stay in your lane, cruise control real quick. Oh, see, now it's going to be hard because he's on the phone. That's okay. We'll just roll with it. Okay, so... uh Cruise control, Brent. According to the Mansfield News Journal, which is in Ohio. Yes, it uh, is. Oh, yeah. You know what's up. (laughs) Right next to Ashland, by the way. It's the next town over. So let me ask you this question. Have you heard of Clear Fork High School? Yeah, I have. It's in Belleville, Ohio. Yeah. Okay, cool. So Zach Clark, a sophomore football player at Clear Folk High School, was outside working for uh, in his mother's flowers bed. I'm not really sure why he's doing that, but whatever. Uh, just being a good son. Helping mama. Yeah. Well, his neighbor was working on his car, which was a Volkswagen, when all of a sudden he heard his neighbor screaming. Turns out, the I guess the car was on a jack. He was underneath it. Oh, yeah. The jack gave out Ooh. and smashed his neighbor. Uh, so his neighbor uh-huh. was trapped underneath the car. Um, Zach, being the you know, I mean, the sophomore football player, not sure how big the guy is, can't be that big if you're a sophomore in high school, but ran over to the Volkswagen, lifted the car up, and helped get the man underneath the car out. Wow. So, uh, props to him. Um, he, he's quoted by saying, I turned around, I saw him struggling, instincts kicked in, I just ran over there, and I just thought I
out. I had to get him off that car. Um, Zach has aspirations to be a firefighter or something along those lines of work. So he's off to a good start, to say the least, picking up a damn so. car. That's pretty good Props on the resume. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the Mansfield, uh, you know, the claim to fame in Mansfield, Ohio. I think I've told you this before. They have a prison there, and that's where they uh, filmed Shawshank Redemption. Oh, oh you did tell you me that. Yeah, that's right. Very yeah. cool. Um, Scott, how you doing, man? You got time for some audio real quick if I set this up? Yeah, man, hit me. I like it, man. Does Dude does two things at once, yeah, man. It's so refreshing. Listen, when you have a tattoo sleeve like that, you can do anything you want. What's up, man? I'm with you. You know it, daddy. I'm, I'm sorry. I raised the wrong arm. I was like, I'm with you. I'm like, okay. Other one. Is your tattoo done, by the way, on your leg? Nope. We got one more session probably to go, and then we'll be done for a little right, while. Good. And, then, and then it's fight time. By the way, guys, shout out to Jose. He was caller number six. He's got a, tic- a pair of tickets to the show. He's going to have a great time rocking it out. Compliments of ESPN 690. All right, we yeah. appreciate Thanks, that. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening for the sh- to the show today here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. And have fun on Tuesday. What All you right, got? Brent, so breaks. The Miami Dolphins. I don't take them seriously. You shouldn't take them seriously. Fantasy football experts don't take the Miami football uh, Dolphins seriously. Nobody should take the Miami Dolphins seriously. Listen to what Dak Prescott had to say during a huddle during the game against the Dolphins this past Sunday. <laughs> Skip the flank right stack, 32 Sam, alert X foot. Oh, spicy nuggets are back. I might have to stop on the way home. Yep. <laughs> Midway through half the game with a comfortable lead. Dak Prescott started losing focus on the Miami Dolphins and started to focus more on Wendy's hot chicken nuggets. They're good. But uh it just goes to show you, Brent, no one's taking the Miami Dolphins seriously anymore. Four for four, baby. Four for four. <laughs> By the way, uh, if Wendy's hasn't hooked Dak up yet with a oh, an I know, endorsement, right? I mean, come on, they're on there. What, what's taking so long? Or, or me, or us, by the way, too. ESPN six ninety. I, you know, I had Wendy's uh, the other day for the first time in a long time. Did you get the uh, four for four? Are, we, are we kind of commercial right now? Or is fantastic, this a real story? fantastic okay. value. I don't know. We're really commercial. Are. Okay, those Frosties though. Oh yeah. Yeah, my my buddy used to lo- he loved the Frosties. Real, uh, real I wasn't a big Frosty because it's it was chocolate. Now they do yeah. the vanilla one too, but yeah. they used to just do the chocolate one at least yep. where I grew up. And so I wasn't a big fan of the Frosty, but I do like the spicy chicken sandwich. Yes. No, no, the uh, crispy chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm. That's off the 99-cent menu, by the way. Uh, That's hello. not the four for four. Now so you, it's speaking to your budget, Weber. Mm-hmm. Real question to all you uh, Frosty fanatics out there. Do you guys dip your French fries in the Frosty? I know. I, I do not. I've heard I, that it's done. I'm not. People, a, I'm yeah, not I've been around people that do that all the time. A lot of people do it. Yeah. I've heard it. It's weird. Nah, it's not. It's not, not nah, for me. No, nah, we're good. Uh, the, only, uh, the only thing I don't. The thing that changed for me with Wendy's, I used to like the fries they had, and then they changed their fries. I don't fries. like their current fries. Oh, wow. It's not that there I don't like endorsements. them. I just yeah, thought it was, you know. yeah, the worst one for you just went out the window. <laughs> I was trying to be a little I more mean, I nice. I there a lot. I just don't like it. I mean, but, uh, but they did change them. Well, yeah, they started putting, like, they incorporated the the fine cut, uh, there was, like, fine cut sea salt, yes, which, right. I, which I'm a huge fan of. <laughs> I think, well it, I think it has. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I think What's it up? has more to do with when I purchase it because by then the fries they they put less effort into it. Speaking of effort, I've got a I've got an update from. Uh, from less effort into cooking fries. It's in a fryer, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing my commercial hey. yet. I'm still trying to get my endorsement. You deal. keep working on the endorsement. We got I'm an update by the way on the twitters from one Justin C on the air. You may know him better Coos. as Coos. Here he is on Twitter a couple minutes ago. Been at a radio show all week, and man, it is inspirational. And then caps lock for the rest of the post. I want to do all the things with my show when I get back. Hmm. I have a feeling he's not talking about our he's show. He's talking about WAPE. So is he learning anything for our show, too? Probably not. 
Do you think they talk sports at conventions? I mean, they talk. They talk. <laughs> We've been in this pro- business a long time. I don't think yeah. they talk sports at those kind of yeah. things. I think they talk out of properly produced. Where things, is the maybe? sports conventions? I thought oh, we should no. be talking about where those. Are the sports conventions? That's not we where be talking is. about though. <laughs> Where's the grammar conventions yeah. from Wendy's with the bacon on? I think I think Wendy's has the best bacon <laughs> on any kind of burger Still that you can get. The Baconator is the truth. They, hey, they don't call it the Baconator for nothing, am I right? I think Austin just said, stay off my endorsement, Scott. Uh, no, hey, Scott, <laughs> if you want in on this, man. No, Stuart, you're, you're absolutely out. You already talked. You already badmouthed their fries. All right. You Scott, know, come you on know in, sometimes man. you don't have a lot of time, you don't have a lot of hunger, you don't have a lot of opportunity. The son of Baconator can take care of you in those little diminished moments. <laughs> son of but Baconator? Some, but sometimes, sometimes you need... <laughs> the hammer. You need. You need the rock. Sometimes. Moment. Yeah, sometimes, baby. <laughs> Only the Baconator will do. <laughs> I, I think I'll we're good. What, I, yeah, I think you're good now. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, you're either get. I don't know. It's either you guys or Dak Prescott getting this endorsement. <laughs> not sure which one. Dak Prescott doesn't need it. He's already got that yogurt sponsorship too. <laughs> I have nothing. <laughs> uh, no, I have some stuff, but uh, I'd like some more. Okay. The, uh, I've got a, a serious thing to ask you guys. Okay. Okay. Hopefully. How would you say the name C A R R I E? C. Say it one more time, please. C-A-R-R-I-E. Carrie, like the movie. Yeah, Carrie. How would you say the name K-E-R-R-I? K-E-R-R-I. Carrie. Same, yeah. So they're the same. Correct. Okay. How about Jenny and G-I-N-N-Y? Ginny. Ginny. Ginny, like Virginia. So is it different? Yes. Ginny and Jenny? Yes. But Carrie and Carrie are not? No, Correct. They're not. Because one of my best friends, his wife is named Virginia, and we call her Ginny. Okay. Well, because I said to my wife today, Ginny, and she's like, Jenny. He's like, no, Ginny, not mm-hmm. Jenny. Yeah. But she also says pillow instead of pillow. <laughs> well, there you go. It could be worse. It's an Ohio she could thing. say Jenny. But, <laughs> but see, I'm different with you guys on Carrie. To me, it's two different names. Yeah. It's Carrie. And it's Carrie. Yeah. Carrie and Carrie. Yeah. Not the same. Mm-hmm. Does it sound the same when I say it? No, I kind of I kind of sense what you're going with here. But it's Ginny and Jenny and Carrie and Carrie. You but really I, carry the vowels in one of them. But it's but they're both short for Karen as opposed to Virginia and whatever the other one was, Jennifer. You're so it's really different. Deep. Well, I'm, I'm telling you, Carrie with a C could be short for like Carolina. Just saying. Hey, I hope <sighs> Ronan feels better. <laughs> Me too. I think we need to do a show from the fire station, man. Let's do it. You want it? Yeah, let's that'll surprise make him. his day. Yeah. Let's surprise him. Let's okay. do it. I love the idea of that. Yeah. We're well, going to do let's, it. Let's, let's try to wean him off Ben 10 first. Maybe if he earns that privilege, <laughs> get, we can do it from the fire station. Get Stipe to guest host on there. Now we're talking about Stipe By the way, has he, uh, he got Pedialyte? He has Pedialyte, yeah, yes. I hope so. <laughs> All right. Hey, Jaguars All Access tonight, 7 o'clock on Fox 30. Josh Allen, Calais Campbell, Mellow Mushroom, and Avondale. We'll see you there. Have a good night, everybody. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.